White Sox Weekly, your two-hour all-access pass to everything White Sox. And it's pretty deep out and left, and this ball is gone. How about that? How about that timing? (laughs) This presentation of the ESPN 1000 Chicago White Sox Network is brought to you by Wintrust Bank and Mazda of Orland Park. Good morning, everyone. Welcome on in. White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley for the next two hours and 15 minutes as the uh, White Sox get game two of their Crosstown series with the Chicago Cubs. Brian, it's um, it's always fun when the two teams get together. I'm, um, I'm still one of those who's an old school guy and... I kind of like that the only time the American League and National League met each other was in the World Series. But then again, I'm out of step, Charlie. You know, everybody <laughs> everybody loves the, um, you know, the hometown. Interleague play. Yeah. yeah, interleague play. And I thought that was one thing that they may try to change, but probably never in our lifetime will it go back to just the AL playing. No. The no, AL. No, no, no. No, no. And that, that won't happen. So as long as it's not going to happen, I think the schedule's already out for next year, and there's going to be two games each, just two and two against uh, the Sox and Cubs next season, but this year they've got three uh, later in the season. Uh, later in the month, actually, the White Sox and Cubs will be on the south side at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yesterday was an interesting game, and instead of us breaking it all down for you, our play-by-play guy, uh, Connor McKnight, did that for us. Good afternoon, everyone. White Sox baseball coming your way from Wrigley Field this afternoon. The White Sox and Cubs went away here. As Hendricks swings the first pitch, it glances off Lynn. Tim Anderson will make the throw over to first and get Kyle Hendricks. Great adjustment by T.A. on the ball off the backside of Lance Lynn. On with 12 home runs on the year. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Liner into center. Down for a hit. Engel will come home and the Sox are on the board first. A one-out RBI single for rookie Andrew Vaughn. Here's the one-two pitch. Ground ball right side. It's through. Joe McEwing's going to send a Abreu around third base. Here's the throw. The slide. He's safe. Vaughn pulls into third, and Sevi Zavala heads to second on the throw. White Sox lead it 2 to nothing. And nods in at the catcher, Zavala. Comes set. 2-2 pitch. Caught. Strike. Three. He aces Duffy on the outside corner. Cubs get nothing. Ryan goes into a squat. Now the motion. Hernandez drives one out to left. It's got the wheels. It goes! Cesar Hernandez with his first home run as a White Sox. 4-1. to He got a fastball trying to get inside. Never had a chance. He was laying in wait for it. Absolutely hit a missile out of here. So the first ball on a windy day is hit out of this ballpark by Cesar Hernandez. 4-1, to one, Sox lead it. Here's the 3-2 pitch, swung on into right. Goodwin goes back. This is gone. Andrew Romine hits a three-run homer to tie the game off Craig Kimbrell. All of a sudden... We've got a tie game here at Wrigley. Comes a 2-1. Swung on. Fly ball left field. This is gone! Brian Goodwin with another huge home run for the White Sox. 6-4. They lead it in the top of the 10. 
That'll do. Here's the pitch. Swung on, left side, through the infield. Vaughn's going to come home. They get a three-run lead on a pinch hit RBI single for Gavin Sheets. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Tim Anderson, line drive left field. This will bring one home. Sox lead it 8-4. Two out in the inning. Crochet brings another one home into center field. Engel on the run. He puts it away for out number three. And the White Sox win it. Back and forth affair all day here at Wrigley, but 8-6 the final. Brian Goodwin with a huge exclamation point in the 10th. So that's the way it sounded yesterday right here on ESPN 1000, White Sox Network. And a lot of excitement, Brian, and um, not much for the first six innings, but a lot piled into the last four. Yeah, it really took a turn. As uh, Tony La Russa said, kind of a grind, whether you're playing or watching that game. Um, nothing really exciting. Because he, they were just kind of nickel and diamond Kyle Hendricks, but yeah. getting the job done. And the Cubs were sitting there with, what, three hits for the first six innings. And then Romine makes it interesting off Craig Kimbrell, of all people. Yeah, and it's amazing. Kimbrell uh, gave up his first earned run since May 15th. He allowed four hits in a game for the first time since 2011. Uh, the White Sox now lead the all-time series 66-63, including 33-32 and 32 at Wrigley Field. Only 19 runs separate the teams over the 128 games that they've played. Um, the team split the six games in 2020, um, with each winning two of the three on the road. So we'll see what happens today. It'll be Carlos Rodon going against Adbear Alzale, a 121st pitch before a 608 Sunday night contest. And uh, the rest of the nation will get a chance to see what who the Cubs players are. Uh, they get a chance to see who all these guys are um, that are. Well, how about that? So it's going to be on ABC for the first time right. since 95. Yep. And they're going to wear the throwback patches, but not the yellow blazers. Al Michaels is going to join them for an inning. Uh, thankfully, they're not going to revisit the 95 White Sox because not so good under no. Gene Lamont that year. No. no uh, 68-76. But, yeah, so they scheduled this game well before the, the Cubs sell-off and uh, when the White Sox obviously were doing what they've been doing, leading the division. Yeah, and they've been leading the division for quite some time. Still a nine-and-a-half game lead in the division, this despite being just eight and nine in the second half. Uh, they've added a game and a half in their division lead over the Indians. Their nine and a half game lead is the largest in baseball right now. And I know a lot of fans, you see the nine and a half game lead and you say, okay, that's fine. We can mess with things. We can do things. But it's so weird because the diehards, myself included, you're always, well, every single loss, you live and die with it. And it, it's tough to do. And that's why people were worried about Tony La Russa, the 76-year-old manager coming in, if he was going to live and die with a 162-game schedule. But uh, I think the fans seem to do it more than the uh, the manager and the players do. They say, okay, we'll come back and get him. We got a nice lead. Not a big deal. Uh, but I know when they play in the Crosstown Classic, both teams love winning in the other team's ballpark. Well, it was funny because David Ross during the uh... – in-game interview on the Cubs network yesterday he said he and La Russa and Brian Onora before both managers got uh, a little ticked Mad off at the home plate umpire. <laughs> they were having laughs, about, yeah. you know, dur- before the game because Tony La Russa, Ross was asking him, you know, how things are going for him because obviously he's got a first place team. He said, well, basically the city was slow to warm up to me, but he thinks, you know, that I'm, I'm okay with everybody now. And Ross said, I was laughing because it's going the other way for me. 
Sure, <laughs> sure. They all loved him because, yeah. you know, Grandpa Rossi and everything yeah. else like that. And uh, th- he's been put in a tough situation. He's been yeah. put in a very tough situation where Tony, as as Tony LaRusso knows, I mean, the first month, month and a half of the season, there were phone calls everywhere uh, talking about, oh, he's blown three or four games. He's not doing this. He's not up on the game. He's not this. They know the rules. Yeah. And then earlier this week, he ran out to the mound. Uh, he ran out to home plate. It was last week, I guess. And ran out to, um, you know, and pushed the other team's catcher away after Jose yes. Abreu went down for like the 600th time this year after getting hit by pitch. Yeah, so he's still got the fire. And it, yeah. look, I mean, he, he's he's created, I'll go back to spring training when Jose Abreu's unsolicited said the, the atmosphere that Tony La Russa had, especially for veteran players, he, you know, it was kind of a backhand to Ricky Renteria, but he just said, you can't believe the different feel in spring training and this guy gets it. And, and everyone, he was, you know, Jose Abreu, the leader of the team was celebrating just, you know, Tim Anderson too, obviously, but I mean, the, celebrating what kind of culture that Tony instilled. And I know you're not much on how much a manager impacts right. wins and losses or, right. or a season, but that's the everyone, one thing they can do though. That's the yeah, one thing they can do that's is, absolutely right. is make it uh, comfortable for not only some of the guys, but for all the guys in the team, I, I was listening to a cut from, um, uh, I was for Liam Hendricks yesterday, and they asked him about bringing different people in to the clubhouse and things like that. And he said, as soon as someone walks in, I'm going to make fun of him to put him at ease. He goes, because we're all here. We're all doing the same type thing. We're all major league players, and no one's more important than the next guy, and they all got to feel that way. And uh, I think that's exactly right, and that's probably the way Tony La Russa's done it. Listen, everybody that comes up is here. They're all pulling the rope in one direction, trying to get wins. And yesterday reminded me is I'm trying to figure out, okay, Luis Robert comes back. Who goes down? Yeah. And this is the third time that Brian Goodwin has done something that, that says, hey, I don't want to go down. He had a, a walk-off homer a while back. He hits the 10th inning two-run homer yesterday. Um, it, it's going to be tough to send a guy like that down when he just keeps performing each and every time. Well, yeah, so not even does Tony La Russa, you know, impact the veterans and, and the culture for those guys. We even saw it with Mercedes, right? Yeah. When his one-day retirement, and Tony was stepped right up and said, well, I believe I'm pretty close with the guy, which is interesting, right? And yeah. I'll, I'll talk to him. And next thing you know, Yerman's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm back. I'm okay. Um, so, you know, he seemingly has relationship. I mean, everyone seeming the most importantly in that clubhouse appreciate and embrace Tony La Russa. Yeah, there's no doubt. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. That's the number in our next segment. We're going to get a chance to talk to uh, Jesse Rogers from ESPN.com. He is out of the ballpark. The, uh, series going on between the Cubs and the White Sox. Sox fans join us as the White Sox take on the New York Yankees on Saturday, August 14th at 610. The first 20,000 fans will receive throwback 1919 White Sox jerseys presented by Xfinity, the fastest internet in Chicago. To purchase tickets, visit whitesox.com slash promos. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley, White Sox Weekly. We're here all the way till 1245, a 120 first pitch today as the White Sox try to make it two straight over the Cubs. Sox right now ranked third in run differential in the American League behind just Houston and Toronto. The Sox had a chance to see Houston. They took two out of three from them a couple weeks ago, and they got Toronto on the schedule coming up, and that Blue Jays squad is a tough one. Oh, man, they're on fire. That, that you know, Offensively, they're just 
it, it's going to be, I mean, more than barometer or, or, you know, trying to judge where you're at against some of these teams. I think it's imperative that they start winning against teams with winning records. I've been banging that drum for a while now, yep. not like the Astros did. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think don't, you know, given guys eight days rest, like Rodon and all that, I mean, that's fine. And that's your strategy. I'm, we'll see how that plays out. But the fact of the matter is you better start proving yourself against the better teams. And that's the one glaring thing to me that the White Sox need to work on. We come back, we'll go out to the ballpark and talk to Jesse Rogers. Cubs and Sox game two of their three-game Crosstown series right here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Respected, successful, rewarding, full of opportunity. Real words from real employees about how they feel working for ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. So, if those sound like things you are looking for in your career, don't wait any longer. Apply to join our team today. We're currently looking for experienced residential service technicians for our plumbing, sewer, HVAC, and electric divisions. Of course, we have great wages, full benefits, plus a 401k program, year-round work, and more. You'll quickly see what working for one of the fastest-growing and most trusted brands in the Chicagoland area can do for you. And because we're committed to delivering five-star customer service, you'll receive ongoing industry-leading training. Visit 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. Or call 888-242-0633 to take your career to the next level and consider it done. A man is dead after being hit by a car in Jackson County, Illinois. The mother of three. A Quad Cities man. When the cyclist was struck by the SUV. The driver said, quote, I just didn't see her until it was too late. Illinois averaging about 150 bicyclists or pedestrian fatalities a year in those The teen died from his injuries. Save a life by simply paying more attention, especially at crosswalks, school zones, and bike paths. Drivers can learn more at lifeordeathillinois.com. At CDW, we get that as an IT professional, your hands are full. Our experts can give you the help you need by custom configuring Apple products like the iPad and Mac so they're ready to go right out of the box. Your employees get highly secure devices that feel familiar and operate intuitively, and you'll benefit from easy ongoing management that frees up your hands for other projects. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash apple at work. Wouldn't it be nice to save time and money? Well, you can save both with Insure on the Spot. Get your free auto insurance quote in just two minutes. It's never been easier to get affordable, quality coverage. Get the lowest rate, period, with payments as low as $49 a month. Just call Insure on the Spot at 773-202-5060. That's 773-202-5060. Or visit insureonthespot.com. It's fun to watch kids act out their dreams, even if it's just in the backyard. Hey, Mom, watch this. Imagining themselves as champions, winning it all. They're on top of the world, and you're right there with them. Securian Financial offers insurance, investment, and retirement solutions that give you the confidence to enjoy your here and now. So you can make every moment count. Find out more at Securian.com. Insurance issued by affiliated companies. Securian Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Hey, uh, AT&T, do you mind turning down your music a little? We live with AT&T, and it's a headache. 
Before he moved in, he always talked about gig speed internet, but turns out we can't even sign up for that here. We really wanted gig speed for my constant work video calls during the day and all of his gaming and live streaming at night. Oh, seriously. You know, my buddy Bruce just switched to Xfinity. He went with a gig since all his kids are living at home. Lucky Bruce. I bet they also get Xfinity's online security, so all their connected devices are protected. Okay, I can't handle this. He is actually tone deaf. He's a drone chef? What's that? Stop living with AT&T. Xfinity can deliver gig to the most homes. Plus, with advanced security, if it's connected, it's protected. Switch to Xfinity. Go to Xfinity.com slash compare ATT. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. XFi advanced security is available to Xfinity Internet customers with a compatible XFi gateway. Welcome back. White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Fred Huebner and Brian Hanley. And uh, game two of the series between the Sox and the Cubs. And we go on out to the ballpark, Wrigley Field, and talk to ESPN.com's Jesse Rogers. Jesse, how are you today? We're working on getting Jesse. Efforting. Yes. We're efforting. Some I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see the White Sox lineup to see where... Uh, Hernandez is batting in the lineup compared to where he was yesterday in the eight hole. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because of the way everything worked. Let me see here. I actually have the lineup right here. So as we still effort to get Jesse, um, here's the lineup really quickly. Tim Anderson at short, Cesar Hernandez at second. There you go. Yep, Abreu at first, Eloy in left field, Yohan Moncada at third, Brian Goodwin, thanks to that home run, in right field. Uh, Lurie Garcia in center field. Zach Collins is catching, and Carlos Rodon is your pitcher um, for your Chicago White Sox. So, and as um, you pointed out, Carlos Rodon on eight days rest, and he was struggling a bit, so maybe this is going to be a good thing. Maybe it's not going to be so good because guys aren't used to getting six or eight days between starts. Yeah, But it'll be interesting because you need Carlos Rodon, as you pointed out, you know, when you look at 64 and 46 and the run differential, it's the runs given up. The White Sox only have allowed 430 runs. And by even, you know, besting Tampa Bay, right? right. I mean, they've allowed 440 runs. So it, it really has been the starting pitching for the most part and the bullpen when it's been firing on all cylinders that don't allow a lot of crooked numbers in innings and not allowing four, five, six, eight runs, right? Yeah. They're, they're holding them down. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it works. You look at what Carlos Rodon has done. I mentioned his last two games. 0-2 with a 6.75 earned run average. Ooh. Six earned runs in eight innings. Uh, 3.43 opponents average over the last two starts. He lost consecutive starts for the first time this season. But then you look at where he stands among American League pitchers. He's first in strikeouts per nine. He's at 12.8. He's first in whip, 0.96 as walks, hits, and innings pitched. And in opponent's average, he's first. Opponents are hitting just 192 against him. So he's been a tremendous pitcher this year for the White Sox going to the All-Star game against left-handed hitters. They're hitting 229 off him. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole the whole season, the, the Carlos Rodon 2.0, the coming back and and doing what he's been doing. Uh, I mean, it's it, – and who knows where it goes from here, right? Yeah. Um, but – I didn't see it coming. I thought, okay, you know, they're taking the flyer on him, and 
you know, he didn't maybe have a whole lot of options. And it's turned out to be, I mean, this Carlos Rodon was the one you were hope, hoping to get on a consistent basis when you drafted him so high up. Yeah, and he's faced the Cubs before, making his fourth career start, his fifth appearance against the Cubs, uh, his second at Wrigley Field. He uh, tossed at least five innings in just one of those four appearances against the Cubs. He threw six scoreless uh, in 2015. You forget he's been around for a while. Struck out 11 over four innings in 2017. And uh, so we'll see how he does today. Against the Iowa Cubs. Well, yeah, against the Cubs. That are, you know, I have their lineup, too. Rafael Ortega. Wilson Contreras is starting today and hitting second. David Bodies uh, at second base hitting third. Patrick Wisdom is your cleanup hitter in left. Uh, Frank Schwindel is at first. Matt Duffy at third. Ian Happ is in right field. Andrew Romine, your shortstop, and Edbear Alzali is going to be the pitcher as we try to get to Jesse Rogers of the ballpark. Jesse, what's up? Hey, guys. Yeah, I, I, I could hear you before. You couldn't hear me, though, so I was just talking and talking and talking, uh, like, I, like I always do. But you, you, you saw the Sox lineup. It's interesting. A lot of lefties in there. And uh, Hernandez near the top there. But this is what you do against Edward Azalei. You stack your team with lefties, especially ones that can hit the ball out of the park. The interesting thing about Hernandez is he's actually better slugging-wise from the right side than the left side. But still, you should have enough in there. And, of course, Abreu and Jimenez are both better against righties than lefties. So it it might be a long day for Azalei, and it has been a few uh, over the last few starts for him. Yeah, it has been. You tweeted out yesterday, could someone please calculate the odds of what just <laughs> happened? Romine had had a home run in, since 2019, and Kimbrell hadn't given up an earned run since mid-May. Um, the Kimbrell-Hendricks uh, uh, dynamic, you know, we know Tony La Russa said no quarterback controversy, and we, the, two, the two guys said no ego here and everyone's good. But yet, as, uh, as you know, Fred pointed out earlier today, it is different. I mean, guys are used to a routine when they're the, the guy who gets the ball in the final inning. How does this play out? Was that a hiccup? Was that nerves because it was bad at, back at Wrigley? Was that just baseball? How, you know, how does this play out with the two guys? I think it's one of those things, Brian, just kind of, like you said, a hiccup or just a weird situation for him facing his old team, though none of the same players, obviously, or very few of them. Um, it is interesting. What, what was he had two appearances in the eighth and one in the ninth. So I've asked Kimbrell several times, um, when he was traded, the day he was traded, uh, it came up yesterday again about the adjustment to pitching in the eighth, the routine adjustment. Cause you're right. Um, these closers are creatures of habit. I mean, all the way down to when they start drinking caffeine or taking pills, like, you know, not, not pills, pills, but like caffeine pills. Like you, you hear about these guys, they start the Red Bull, they start their adrenaline rush at a certain time in the game. Now, if he's going to pitch in the eighth, does he have to start that earlier? And I even asked him, is it the same adrenaline? You know, and he mentioned when he lost his closers gig with the Cubs a year or two ago, whatever it was, um, and then he had to learn to pitch in the seventh and eighth inning, and that is going to help him. That helped inform him how to get ready now for non-ninth inning appearances. So, look, we don't have enough evidence to know if this is going to be a big deal for him pitching in the seventh or mostly probably the eighth, whatever. But so far, you know, he's one out of two times in the eighth, he's blown up. So let, let's give it a little time, Brian. I, I, I would say it's more of a of a routine thing than this guy's all of a sudden going to get bad, right? It's just it's going to be a different routine when he pitches in the eighth without the adrenaline of closing out a game. So 
I, I think it's a hiccup. He was certainly due for one. I mean, you, you can't go a whole season without giving up a home run. It's just not possible. Well, you can't hold so Romine let, down Let's see either. what happens. Come on now. Yeah, you yeah. can't hold Romine down. You can only hope to contain yeah. him. He was due. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was due. And he looked so excited rounding the bases. I don't know that he I've did. seen anybody that excited this year rounding the bases. Even guys that hit their first ma- you know, major league home run. He, he was I think when he made contact, he was as surprised as anybody, to be honest. 3-2 <laughs> yeah. pitch with two outs inside fastball like that. Uh, it wasn't the worst pitch in the world. It certainly wasn't the best pitch in the world. He just did the right thing with it. Uh, a little launch angle to it and got it out. So, yeah, that was that was a crazy Wrigley moment. Yeah, it's one that you actually, a lot of people, I was with them, guys that have played baseball, played college baseball, and they said, that's a pitch you don't want to throw to a lefty because all lefties, get, they always hit that low and inside pitch. And he did that, just dropped the bat out and, and, and nailed it. Yeah, these days they do hit that because there's a lot of launch angle in these swings. So if you don't put it in the right spot, it's going to go far. A little bit more inside, he swings. Anything right. could happen. Swing and miss, pop up, ground ball. But of course, he could also take the pitch and the bases are loaded. So it just wasn't the the best pitch by Campbell. But still, the hitter had to do a good job with it. Yeah, you know, I was I was talking right before you came on. Um, a lot of White Sox fans, you, you look at things. You go, okay, Luis Roberts going to be back. We see Eloy Jimenez is back. They brought Jake Lamb back up from Charlotte uh, just the other day, and they sent Matt Foster down. But when Robert comes up, I keep thinking, well, Goodwin will probably go down. But every week, he does something <laughs> that says, well, we can't send him down. He had a walk-off, and now he's got the homer yesterday. It's going to be difficult when he comes up to decide it, or do you think Billy Hamilton goes? Because Hamilton seems to be the guy that Larusa loves when he can get back and play because he can be a defensive guy and also he's got some speed. Yeah, remember, you can add a few guys in September, no longer That's true. You know, all the way up to the 40-man roster. So. Look, we're already August, second week of August, basically. Like, you could fudge this thing till September if you need to. Someone has a little toenail, whatever goes on IL, right? Hamilton right now is that guy. So I, I think you can figure it out where you don't have to drop anybody necessarily. Um, uh, you know, if someone has options, you know, you could send Gavin Sheets down for a week, right? You right. could. So I, I, don't, I don't think you have to be dramatic about this because you're just trying to get to September 1st. You have a huge lead. If, if Gavin Sheets got every day at bats for 10 days in the minors, that's not the worst thing in the world, right? So um, I, I think you're going to be okay, mostly because of the huge lead. Like, you just figure it out. You get to September, then you have them all on the roster. I, yeah, you cannot say goodbye to Brian Goodwin these days. Not, I mean, that, 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 that ability to be clutch in the moment can, can go from year to year. Like, he might be terrible next year. But he has it right now, and you want to run with that for a little bit. So – you figure things out till September, you send down a pitcher, whatever, play with one less pitcher. Um, you, you can figure this out, right? Ronaldo Lopez, whoever it right. is. And then you get to September, and I think it's 28, right, in September these days? Yeah, yes. 28. Yes. I should know that. Um, and, then, and then you're fine. And then you're fine. So, Jesse, if you're Rakan right now, uh, you're, you know, Eli's uh, back. You're waiting on Louis Robert coming back. You're sitting with 121 home runs, uh, you know, down towards the bottom of Major League Baseball. Is should you be scouring the waiver wire for more power, or are you content as a GM of the White Sox to say, you know, things are working out just fine. We'll be okay in the postseason, in particular, with the offense we have. Well, I think that horse has left the barn. I mean, I I thought they should have got a better upgrade than Hernandez simply because of what I said before. He's a more dangerous right-handed hitter than left-handed hitter, and that's why I thought they were going to still land on Escobar because he's got more slug from the left side. Um, that's my only concern. Today's going to be interesting because you might face a pitcher in the playoffs. Lance Lynn was this guy. 
When the Cubs play, faced Lance Lynn in the playoffs when he's with the Cardinals, they stacked the lineup with lefties, and they did a lot of damage against him, if I recall correctly. These days, Lynn is better. Like, you can't stack him righty or lefty. But So it is possible to face a team in the playoffs who has a great right-handed pitcher, but he, he is vulnerable against lefties, and you need to find some slugging from the left side. You might score two runs in the game, and it happens because you just run into a ball as a left-handed hitter. That's usually how it'll happen, you know, minus a Bray and Eloy who are elite against righties and lefties. So, so Brian, I'm still a little unsure against mm-hmm. the better righties if there is enough slug from the left side. But, but look, it's pretty good. I mean, like I said, Goodwin's been stepping up, and, you know, when, when um, uh, Grandel comes back, we know he has slug from that side. Not always base hits, but he hits home runs. So I, I, I think they have enough, but if there's a weakness in the playoffs, it'll be against the top right-handed pitching around the, the league. Not a huge shock. You know, not every team gets to Garrett, Garrett Cole, but you, you, you do worry a little bit about that, Brian. I'm not sure they can fix that or get a better upgrade. They had that chance before July 30th. Nothing wrong with Hernandez, but I'm, he's just better from the right side. Jesse, I'm happy we got you on. You did have a lot to say. Uh, thanks. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Jess. Jesse Rogers, ESPN.com, ESPN 1000. You hear him on all the shows on ESPN 1000, and uh, you can read all of his stuff. He's got an article coming out with uh, Craig Kimbrell. Let's take a quick pause here as stations on the White Sox Network have a chance to identify themselves. Hey, Sox fans, join us on September 11th for a Sox Crawl presented by Modelo. Purchase the ticket package for a pregame crawl before the White Sox take on the Red Sox. Enjoy food and drink specials, play games, win prizes, and more. Limited tickets are available. Get yours today at WhiteSox.com slash Sox Crawl. 312-332-3776. Want to talk White Sox baseball as they get ready to play game two against the Cubs. We come back, we're going to take a look at it. We keep saying how some of the better teams will break down exactly what the Sox have ahead of them in the remaining games this season. Season. 312-332-3776. Hubner and Hanley, right here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. I come to Dunkin' for something topped, toasty, and tasty. Because days like this deserve a toast. I can celebrate today with a bacon-topped avocado toast. It's got rich, creamy avocado on top of toasted sourdough bread with crumbled cherry wood smoked bacon and everything bagel seasoning. All perfectly packed to go. Or I can cheers to a grilled cheese melt filled with white cheddar and American cheese or layered with savory black forest ham. If you're done with your toast, your order's ready. Yeah! Toast your way all day at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. 
Toyota's national sales event is on, but these offers won't last long. We've got great deals that go the distance on our winning lineup of 2021s, including Camry, Benza, RAV4, and more. Make a fast break in your Toyota dealer today. Right now, get $750 customer cash on a new 2021 Camry, CHR, RAV4, Benza, or Highlander. Toyota, let's go places. Customer cash from Toyota Auto Sales USA Inc. Offers vary by region. See dealer for details and restrictions. Offer ends 9721. You can't win a game without the right strategy. The same goes for business and cybersecurity. At ReliaQuest, security is a team sport. ReliaQuest combines open XDR technology with security expertise to protect the world's largest companies against threats from ransomware to sophisticated cyber attacks. ReliaQuest is the force multiplier for security operations to reduce complexity, increase visibility, and decrease risks. Learn more at ReliaQuest.com. ReliaQuest makes security possible. When it comes to tortilla chips, El Ranchero are the best. They are so good that they're served at White Sox home games. You can enjoy El Ranchero chips anywhere. Try their signature salted chips in the green bag, their unsalted or spicy chips, or their new Chipotle and restaurant-style chips. El Ranchero is the perfect dip chip, and you will love their new crunchy and delicious Chorito-style hot rods and zesty rods tortilla sticks. Get them at your nearest store or visit rancherofood.com. That's rancherofood.com. Hardworking for your business, for your life. That's Republic Bank of Chicago. We're proud to have served Chicago for over 50 years and look forward to the next 50, providing banking solutions like early pay designed to make things both at work and at home a little easier. Learn how you can get your paycheck up to two days early with early pay at republicebank.com slash Southside. Put Chicago's hardworking bank to work for you today. Republic Bank of Chicago, member FDIC. Chicago baseball is finally back in full swing. People are energizing our stadiums at full capacity, returning to work, and enjoying restaurants, hotels, and social gatherings. FinishingChicago.com's contractors can revitalize your space with a fresh change of color, ease concerns with antimicrobial wall coverings, or create something truly unique. FinishingChicago.com's contractors can apply any decorative finish, and they're a great design resource. For a great finish, start with FinishingChicago.com. Proud partner of the White Sox Radio Network. Welcome back in. White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Fred Huebner, Brian Hanley, Sox and Cubs getting ready to go at it out at the friendly confines. They're very friendly for the White Sox yesterday. And uh, the nice part about this, Brian, is the the fans are always into it. I mean, despite where it's at, south side, north side, the fans get crazy. Um, it's a lot of fun. And um, I am rarely, I rarely enjoy seeing... Um, pictures of the fans in the stands but like you were saying yesterday when the, the kids imitating um craig roll up in the stands the and things yeah. like that and that was always, great yeah it's always fun seeing the, the same family members and you see half of them wearing socks gear and the other half mixed wearing, marriages yes cub gear it's uh it's not easy it's not easy and they, especially for cub fans after they've seen you know three of their longtime favorites go and um now all of a sudden you're gonna see who's got the first uh Diekman jersey or who's got the first uh schwindel jersey other than frank himself uh out of first base today <laughs> was it frank's family that they said had to go across the street be, you know and buy all the gear because they didn't own a cubs gear and they were sitting down in the box seats or was it row mines I, I, I don't know which one but yeah um you know you said that the Sox own a, a 
edge in the series. What, 66 to 63? Yeah, 66-63. And you would so. think, you know, you know, you would think that's going to be much larger by the time they get done today, tomorrow, and in the three-game set. 27, 28, and 29 this month. But in between, you got a, you got a sandwich of uh, – you got a tough road to hoe once you get out of yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, you really do. And uh, I'm looking here. The Sox have 52 games remaining this season. Callers hanging there. We'll get right to you. Sox have 52 games remaining. They have 21 of those against teams in first or second place in their divisions Ooh. right now because they play Tampa, Boston, Cleveland, Oakland, and Cincinnati. Now, Cleveland in there is kind of a questionable one. But anyway, mm-hmm. they're there. And – at or above 500, 30 games. So you got Cleveland, New York, Oakland, Tampa, Toronto, Boston, the Angels, and Cincinnati who have gotten above 500. So, so after, it's not easy. after tomorrow night's game, you go to Minnesota for three, and you know, it shouldn't be much of a challenge. But you know, the Twins used to be the, the thorn in the White Sox side, yeah. not this one necessarily. Yep. But then it gets, what, 14 games in 15 days, and it's the Yankees, it's the A's, it's the Rays. It's the Blue Jays, yeah. um, and that that's uh, that uh, challenging thing again. Fourteen and twenty-one against teams with winning records. So 30, 30 of those fifty-one games you said, fifty-two games. Yeah, we'll we'll find out a lot more about what yeah. this team is going to look like in the postseason. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go to the phones. Let's go uh, out to Orland Park and Todd. You're on ESPN one thousand. Hey Todd. Hello. Um, I was uh, a little surprised, and I just wanted to get your thoughts um, as to why Leury Garcia was uh, at center as opposed to Adam Engel, considering how Engel has been hitting specifically at Wrigley. He was insane last time out. He had three hits, I think. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Yeah, it is It is weird. And I, I, for the life of me, I know – that you like to stack lineups. I know Jesse talked about it. Uh, a lot of times guys will stack lineups, stack lefties against a certain pitcher and things like that. I I would love to see Vaughn in there. I'd love to see Engel have, having a three-hit game and stuff like that. But Tony's the manager, and he knows that you got to get everybody work. you got to use everybody. I just – it would be nice to see Adam Engel after a three-hit game get out there again. Right, and, uh, you know, you, you, Tony's never going to, you know, as you said, he takes every game and flushes the bad ones and, you know, go on to the next one like most managers or coaches do. But you have to get a guy rest once in a while, and maybe he's looking at that stretch coming up. Yeah. And you only you only get one day off in the next three weeks. I mean, it, it's it, it's tough. I'm with you. Normally, if the guy has a, a great game, I want him right back out there the next day. Sure. But, I mean, you have to say it. You probably don't need him in that lineup to beat the Cubs, this version of the Cubs. They'll never say it publicly, but, I mean, you know, now's a good time to rest them and rest some other guys in Minnesota before you get Yankees and A's and Rays and Blue Jays. Well, and the one thing I bring up a lot about managers and what they have and how important they are and what they do to how many games the team wins and all that stuff, the, the the two things they do, okay, is manage your pitching staff, and deal with starters and bullpen guys and things like that. And Tony has had a pretty good history of doing that. Heck, he changed the way uh, relievers are used in Major League Baseball back in the day when he was managing with Oakland and St. Louis. He kind of changed that. Some people say for the worse, but he did change it. And the other one is making sure your guys are ready to go. 
And when you've got a guy like Adam Engel, he may not be happy when he gets to the ballpark today, but he knows there's a good chance that if there's a lefty reliever comes in, he can come in off the bench. He can He'll be, be ready. as a defensive replacement late in the game because Hamilton's still not ready to go yet. So he knows he can be out there. And I think that's one of the big things for the White Sox is because you have those kind of guys, guys that can step up when they need to. And um, it's nice to see because I'm eager to see how they play against these good teams. I want to see them go up to Toronto and handle the Blue Jays. I want to see what they do with the Field of Dreams on Thursday against the Yankees. And then, you know, it'll be you could have Tapera or um, Kimbrell against uh, Anthony Rizzo late in the contest. How about that? Yeah, right. later this week. So uh, that, or early next, later next week. So that'll be interesting. Those are all things I'm looking forward to and how they're going to play because these other teams all made their moves for you know for the stretch run and things like that so it'll be interesting to me to see how uh they they do all that so they've got guys right now and granted Lurie Garcia not necessarily hitting well right now he's seven for his last 50 in his uh in his last 16 games um so yeah hitting a, a, a blustery 140 so uh we'll see what happens uh as he is um he's in the lineup today hitting seventh with Zach Collins catching uh, Carlos Rodon. And that's another thing, too. Whenever Yasmani Grandal does come back, um, the, the roster will be extended to 28. But if you have Grandal and Sebi Zavala, who apparently the pitchers all love throwing to, um, is Collins a guy that maybe goes down? Does he have, I don't know if he has options remaining, um, but he's a guy that they hoped would hit better. The catch, the, it's funny, the pitchers early in the season like throwing to him, and then Zavala started catching. They go, we really like him catching us. And uh, he had two more hits yesterday, so that was big for them. But it'll be interesting to see if they keep three catchers on the roster. Or you can't, one of really? Them you can't, you wouldn't I think so. No, I don't think no. you can. Uh, well, I, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so, but Grandal, you can also use him as a DH. You can use yeah. him, you know, you can use him as a DH. You can, but then again, that means Vaughn or Eloy doesn't Someone, play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 312-332-3776. We're going to talk a little bit more about that Field of Dreams game. Uh, it's funny. People keep saying, are you going? I said, I'm not one of the lucky 8,000 that have tickets. Uh, I know they were running a contest and things like that, and I think it closed two days ago for the people to win tickets to go to that. And uh, I know some of the broadcasters that are going, even some of the national broadcasters, excited to be going to that because um, it's something they've been talking about for a couple of years because it was supposed to happen last year. Right. Yeah, and I know one of the longtime uh, White Sox executives, a longtime Chicago guy, Danny Evans, who was uh, who went to school at DePaul, worked in the DePaul SID office and the sports information office, then went and was the assistant GM of the White Sox, was a GM with the Dodgers. He was one of the guys that was really helping get this thing going, and I know I, we had had him on the radio a few times. It's nice to see that it's finally done. And Have you been out to the Field of Dreams before? No, I, and I was going to ask you, what is the hotel situation in Dyersville, Iowa? Yeah, um, they're probably going to be staying in Dubuque or somewhere else. Yeah, where, a lot know, of B&Bs out there. I, uh, you I, have to help with the, yeah. the feeding of the cows before you bend you, down. you got to go through and pick up the corn before <laughs> they give you a room. But, yeah, I, I've been out there before. It, it's it's very cool because the bench is where it is, where the girl fell off when she was choking on the hot dog and 
you know, all the other stuff, and you got the yeah. field there, and you can go over to third base. And you know, I had my wife back in the day throwing me the ball, and I said, this is no fun. You can't throw the ball right to me. I'm running over around the field just picking up baseballs uh, <laughs> as I could never catch. <laughs> she would never throw one to my glove. i go, right here, throw it here. And he'd go off to the side. I said, you know, well, this isn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be. So if you do go, make sure you go with someone that has a that has – at least can throw the ball and catch the ball a little bit. That helps. It helps a lot. Hey, join the White Sox on Tuesday, August 17th for 90s Night, presented by Cordeck as the White Sox host the Oakland Athletics 710. Cordeck, your next day service metal deck supply company. To purchase tickets, visit whitesox.com slash promos. 312-332-3776. A lot more details on what's coming up on that Feel the Dreams game. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Hubner and Handley, White Sox Weekly, 312-332-3776, right here on ESPN 1000 and the White Sox Network. Attention car buyers, don't settle for dealership financing when you can get pre-approved for a low-rate vehicle loan with DuPage Credit Union. Right now, DuPage Credit Union is offering a special 66-month vehicle loan as low as 2.21% APR. That's 2.21% APR for 66 months on cars, trucks, SUVs, and motorcycles. Plus, with current market conditions, dealerships will pay more money for your trade-in. Get the most bang for your buck on your old car and get a great rate on your new car when you finance with DuPage Credit Union. But hurry, this special rate of 2.21% APR for 66 months won't last long. For credit costs and terms or to apply, call 800-323-2611 or visit DuPageCU.com. That's DuPageCU.com. By member's choice, this financial institution is not federally insured. Members' deposits are privately insured up to $250,000 per account through American Share Insurance. DuPage Credit Union. Banking inspired. At CDW, we get that as an IT professional, your hands are full. Our experts can give you the help you need by custom configuring Apple products like the iPad and Mac so they're ready to go right out of the box. Your employees get highly secure devices that feel familiar and operate intuitively, and you'll benefit from easy ongoing management that frees up your hands for other projects. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash apple at work. Summer-only savings await at your local Hyundai dealer. Where you go from there is up to you. Huge savings, new vehicles arriving daily, and, of course, America's best warranty. Get in to get away with it all at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Secure your 2021 Sonata or Elantra today for 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days. See your Hyundai dealer now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end September 6, 2021. Call 562-314-4603 for offer terms and details. Respected, successful, rewarding, full of opportunity. Real words from real employees about how they feel working for ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. So, if those sound like things you are looking for in your career, don't wait any longer. Apply to join our team today. We're currently looking for experienced residential service technicians for our plumbing, sewer, HVAC, and electric divisions. Of course, we have great wages, full benefits, plus a 401k program, year-round work, and more. You'll quickly see what working for one of the fastest-growing and most trusted brands in the Chicagoland area can do for you. And because we're committed to delivering five-star customer service, you'll receive ongoing industry-leading training. Visit 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. Or call 
242-0633 to take your career to the next level and consider it done. Welcome back. It's White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Don't forget a 120 first pitch pregame show getting underway at around 1245. White Sox trying to make it two straight over the Cubs. And, Brian, this Field of Dreams game, the thing that blows my mind is that now the field's been there for a long time, and they're not playing on the field that was in the movie because that's still there. And it's a smaller field, and they wouldn't be able to play. And Shoeless Joe and those guys didn't play on regulation size fields, um, mm-hmm. at least there in you know in Dyersville, Iowa. Um, from that field, if you were ever there, they have a corn maze that I think is in the pick. You know, in the the um, it looks like the MLB logo, and then on the other side is the diamond, which is actually the dimensions three thirty five down the line, three eighty to the alleys, and four hundred to center because they made it to look like the dimensions of Old Comiskey Park because, you know, you know, Shoeless Joe, all those guys. Right. Uh, yeah, they were White Sox players. So, and the bullpens are located in center field just like they were at Old Comiskey Park, which was awesome back in the day until they decided that one couple of years where they got rid of the bullpens there and then they had the ball, they had the wall at 440 all the way deep at Comiskey Park. But um, what are they going to do after, the, after this one game? I mean, it's weird to build a whole thing like that for one game. I'm wondering if they're going to get a minor league team in Dyersville, Iowa, uh, what they're going to have, because they're building an 8,000-seat facility. Right. You would think they'd do something with it. You would think either a minor league team or just start rotating teams, whether they have a history or not, with the game. Just keep that as a a game for each team every year, kind of like the NFL goes to London, right? Yeah. It's just a, a a different event that would attract... You know, people from Los Angeles, if the Dodgers were playing there, might want to make the trip, right? Um, yeah, and but the other thing is, because they made this one for to look like Comiskey Park with the dimensions, if someone else plays there, they're going to change the dimensions and no. make it, <laughs> this one. No. Here, we, all of a sudden, we let the corn grow really tall, and it looks like Fenway. <laughs> yeah, it's the, green, the corn monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, are they going to have fireworks after Sox home runs? I mean, or would that singe the uh, crops? Uh, would that be a fire hazard? Yeah, I, I, don't... I don't know about that. I'm looking here, and in the uh, Sox notes, they have some other things. Construction required moving 30,000 cubic yards of material and installation of 4,000 tons of sand, 2,000 tons of pea gravel under the bluegrass blend, obviously, so the field will drain and everything sure. else. Um, the corn maze is located beyond the right field wall. Uh, near the Field of Dreams movie site, and um, the lighting is provided by this damn Musco Lighting. has been doing lighting for everybody for years and years. They did lighting when Notre Dame first got had games at night and things like that. Um, the right field fence has a unique design that will accentuate the corn through a fine mesh, seven-foot-high green chain-link fence to offset the vertical support post, meaning that the post will actually be in the corn. Um Stocks that produce the field corn will grow ten to twelve feet high. So I mean, what's the old saying? Knee high by the Fourth of July. That's a good yeah, crop or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But but we have seen we have seen Aaron Judge go back to the wall in right field at Yankee Stadium and some other places and catch the ball. So I'm eager to see how that's going to happen. I've also heard that for the opening introductions, 
the players are going to be coming out from the corn. Very cool. Which, which you know, the whole thing's going to be awesome. I know that's coming up next Thursday, the 12th. Sox and Yankees will wear custom uniforms inspired by those worn by the clubs in the early 20th century. And a manual scoreboard will be... Um, not a Jerry Manual scoreboard, just a manual scoreboard. We'll <laughs> Gandhi's the out there putting yes. numbers up. Yeah, there he is. Um, <laughs> and it'll be in the corn just behind the right field fence. So um, I'm uh, eager to see it because it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I know some people some people have different feels feelings on the, on the movie. Okay, and the, the, everybody it's funny because everybody except people in Chicago, it seems, or maybe some people in Chicago, the end of the movie. Where he says, "Do you want to have a catch?" And it's like, eh. who talks like that? Yeah, nobody talks yeah. like that. Do you want to play catch? Right, you want to play catch, something like that. Get your gloveless play play catch. But I don't know. That was I love the movie. Then I'm going, what was it? The best Kevin Costner movie? Uh, for, for baseball, I don't know. Well, yeah, even I, I would say Bull Durham. I think Sully, our, our buddy Paul Sullivan. Yeah. I mean, it. it I you know. I like the movie. A little too long for my taste. Field dreams seem to kind of get you know dragged down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Bull Durham because yeah. you know can- candlesticks make a nice wedding gift. Well, you know, and Bull Durham was great. I actually there's t- times where I actually enjoy uh, Love of the Game, where he's a uh, aging pitcher for the Tigers and he ends up pitching a perfect game. I'm sorry, I just gave it away. So you can still oh, rent it. It's still, spoiler alert! It's, it's still well worth it. And I said rent it. It just shows you how old I am. Uh, <laughs> I'll get down to Blockbuster. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, get on down there. Yeah, get a, you Maybe a family video before they close all of those, too. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because he's done so many uh, sports movies and baseball movies. And, um, yeah, but Feel the Dreams was awesome. The one thing that I think is one of the coolest things, first of all, that Burt Lancaster was in the movie. is very, very cool. Yeah. And, but, but also, when, when he's in the movie, um, the Moonlight Graham and all that stuff, and they're walking down the street, that's downtown Galena. If you ever go to Galena, that's right there. The whole thing you can you can you can just close your eyes and envision him walking down uh, the main street in Galena, and uh, that was one of the cool things about going there uh, back in the day. Um, because well, you know, it was interesting. So they're going to wear the the throwback jerseys and then have throwback jersey giveaway night here Saturday, right? Right, or, right. Which yeah. is great. On the Sox crawl, will we be going to McCuddy's? Yeah, I know that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I love there's, there's, there's Babe. Belling up to the bar in the fourth inning, and yeah. he stopped over for a hot dog and a beer. He's going. Babe Ruth's going back to play them. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on playing out at the Field of Dreams game, and then after that, they have the off day on Friday. And I was an idiot. I didn't realize why. But if in fact it rains, they got to have an off day to play the game, just like they would for opening day. There you go. Yeah. So they're going to have uh, they're going to play Thursday. Then one of those rare Fridays where they don't play, if in fact they're able to play on Thursday. And then the Yankees for two games at Guaranteed Rate Field. And uh, it's they're going to be tough, to, like we said, tough schedule, tough games. The Yankees are battling right now. Um, the Yanks right now five and a half behind Tampa in the division. Boston's two and a half back of the Rays. And Toronto's six and a half back. So, so the Yankees have shaved, what, three games off of that deficit yeah. since getting, uh, you know, making the Gallo and Rizzo moves? Right. And Gallo's homer yesterday or the other day. I don't know if you saw it. He had a three-run homer his first with the Yankees. The ball went 319 feet, maybe. Mm-hmm. It went just inside the right foul pole at Yankee Stadium. There's a reason. They, I, I think people said that they had the fewest lefty at-bats. I, I said that they were actually the second fewest was lefty. Yeah. yeah. 
in, in all Major League Baseball. I mean, think about that. You, you tailor your team to your home ballpark to a degree, right? You would think. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were getting nothing. I mean, no, not, no left-handed power at all. No, and that and, and was such a, such a weird thing. They're getting it now with Rizzo and Gallo, so we'll see how things go when the two teams meet each other. Hey, Sox fans, lock in your seats for 2020 with a ticket package and get postseason access for 2021. The time is now. Don't miss any of the action to come. For more information, visit whitesox.com slash season tickets or call 312-674-1000. Brian Goodwin's back in the lineup. We come back. We'll get a chance to hear from him. Also, Liam Hendricks. uh, And talk about a a guy that's a bulldog. And you you see him on the mound yesterday. And he did this earlier uh, in the week, I want to say, where he just looked so intense. And every one of his strikeouts yesterday, and he pitched an inning in the third, and he struck out four. So every one of his outs was a strikeout. But he was so intense, and that's exactly what that team needed, I think, uh, after Kimbrell gave up the the uh, you know the home run and, and couldn't make it out of the inning. So Hendricks came in. I thought that was awesome. And I don't know about you, but when the deal was made, I thought that, Al- that Colome was okay. And I said, why are you going to spend big money on a closer for four years? I was wrong. I'll admit it. I was wrong. You want to have a guy like Hendricks coming from your bullpen, and with the mentality he has, he's the kind of guy you want out there at the end of games. Yeah, because I think Steve Greenberg, our buddy in the Sun-Times, said it was a snooze alarm game up until the, the tying home run, but you needed a guy who showed that emotion to kind of maybe you know wake up his team a little bit because you know they were pretty much on cruise control because they were just, you know, they weren't ripping the cover off the ball right. uh, off of Kyle Hendricks, but they were getting the job done because the Cubs had three hits. Yeah. But you needed a little infusion of, hey, let's, you know, let, let's get excited. You know, now it's a game. Let's do something about this. Yeah. 312-332-3776. We're here till 1245 before the pregame for game two of the Crosstown Series, the White Sox and Cubs, right here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Wouldn't it be nice to save time and money? Well, you can save both with Insure on the Spot. Get your free auto insurance quote in just two minutes. It's never been easier to get affordable, quality coverage. Get the lowest rate, period, with payments as low as $49 a month. Just call Insure on the Spot at 773-202-5060. That's 773-202-5060. Or visit insureonthespot.com. In baseball, every fan dreams of the five fuel players. The same is true for what you get in a local day out. And one town that's got it all? Countryside. It all starts with historic Route 66, adding great places to shop, even to buy your next car. And we all need to eat. Countryside has a variety in over 50 restaurants, outdoor fun, while Flag Creek Golf Course is a premier nine-hole destination. And why not stay a night in one of their excellent hotels? The city of Countryside provides it all, right off the of I-55 and 294. Two people are dead after a motorcycle and truck crash in Randolph County, Illinois. It happened near Caven Rock. Henry County. While making a left-hand turn. Troopers say the truck crossed the center line to the eastbound lane and hit the motorcycle head-on. Motorcycles make up 3% of the vehicles, yet they account for 15% of all the fatalities. Never assume a driver sees you. Look to your left, look to your right, and look back to your left. Start seeing motorcycles. Drivers can learn more at lifeordeathillinois.com. Hardworking, 
for your business, for your life. That's Republic Bank of Chicago. We're proud to have served Chicago for over 50 years and look forward to the next 50, providing banking solutions like early pay designed to make things both at work and at home a little easier. Learn how you can get your paycheck up to two days early with early pay at republicebank.com slash Southside. Put Chicago's hardworking bank to work for you today. Republic Bank of Chicago, member FDIC. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts will help with all your car care needs. Whether you're shopping for parts, accessories, or supplies, we've got you covered. Right now, get Superior Coverall Tire Shine 2 for $16, plus earn double O rewards points. Keep your car looking like new. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Toyota's national sales event is on, but these offers won't last long. We've got great deals that go the distance on our winning lineup of 2021s, including Camry, Benza, RAV4, and more. Make a fast break in your Toyota dealer today. Right now, get $750 customer cash on a new 2021 Camry, CHR, RAV4, Benza, or Highlander. Toyota, let's go places. Customer cash from Toyota Motor Sales USA Inc. Offers vary by region. See dealer for details and restrictions. Offer ends 9721. So Carlos Rodon looking to bounce back after a couple of rough outings. He goes against the Cubs today. Rodon is um, eight and five, and a uh, two forty nine earned run average. It's not bad when you're when two of your pitchers are one and two in ERA, is it, Brian? No, yeah. no, that's a good thing. Yeah, and you can you can work around that. Yeah, I'm looking here at some of the numbers. AL leaders, um, ERA, Lance Lynn two oh seven, Carlos Rodon two forty nine. Uh, Kyle Gibson, uh, two eighty-seven. He's no longer uh, AL pitcher. Lance McCullers, three hundred two. Robbie Ray, Toronto, who the White Sox are going to end up seeing, three hundred four. He's pitched really well. Then you look at, um, let's see here, um, strikeouts. Garrett Cole, one hundred seventy-six. Robbie Ray, one fifty-four. And then his three White Sox, boom, boom, boom. Dylan Cease, one forty-nine. Rodon, one forty-nine. Lucas Giolito, one forty-five. And, See, and, and Dylan Cease, you know, for, yeah. he was throwing in the Jimenez, you know, uh, trade, right? Right. right. And you, again, you can't coach your man. You can't just invent a hundred mile an hour thrower. But that is he finally a guy who's got control of that, developing secondary pitches. His confidence seems to have grown quite a bit this year. I mean, where does he fit in your rotation moving forward? And how important is it going to be in the bigger picture? Well, and that's not only that, and I'm, I'm, you know, I said I, I didn't want uh, the Sox to sign Hendricks because I like Colomay. Well, I also like Dane Dunning, and I didn't think I wanted to move Cease instead of Dane Dunning, and Dane Dunning's still struggling, hasn't had as much experience in the big leagues as Dylan Cease has, but Cease has stepped his game up, and um, he's had earlier in the year, he's had that one or, one or two bad innings or things like that where he struggled, but lately he's been pitching and pitching very, very well. Um, for the White Sox, and yeah, I think he's gotten there. The question is, and now that you know they took out part of the question because we were wondering what was going to happen with Rodon and Lynn um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, is it going to be? Are they going to keep them both? Who are they going to sign? How's that going to work? Well, they they solved that problem right away, and they said, "Listen, we're signing Lance Lynn. They get a, uh, an extension, and that was great." Now the question is, 
with Carlos Rodon, who I think his agent Scott Boris. He is, yeah, correct. Yeah, and this will be a chance for him to go to free agency. Talk about it, having a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, second best ERA in the American League right now. Um, I'm eager to see how he does all today. Star. Yeah, yeah. All star, making a first all star appearance and, and uh, leading a team who's on top of their division. I mean, he's got everything going for him. As, Can the White uh, Sox afford him? Yeah, that's the biggest question. And how's it going to pan out when it gets to the postseason? When it gets to the postseason, you've got Lynn and Rodon, and then Giolito, and is Keichel your four? Is Dylan Cease out of the bullpen? And you're going to bring a 100-mile-an-hour thrower like him from the right side and then uh, Kopech from the right side and Garrett Crochet from the left side. I mean, it's amazing what they have. Spoil and, for choice. Yeah. I mean, you've got all this. And that's where Tony La Russa's got to figure it out, going down the stretch and then when it gets postseason time. Because with well, the you're ni- probably going – I mean, you might go to a three, three-man three rotation, starter rotation too, right? Right. In the playoffs. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. And that's why it's difficult too because – Keuchel's not a guy you would see out of a bullpen. And, no. And then people will say, well, he could be your long guy. Well, you don't want a long guy in the playoffs. Uh, because that, that, that means no. things went off the tracks a little bit. Yeah, it means things aren't working all yeah. that well. Um, usually, during the uh, week on the White Sox pregame show, we ask the fans to ask questions to the broadcasters. But on the weekend, during White Sox Weekly, we have Connor Asks the question. So give it a listen. This is Connor Asks. Hey, White Sox fans, time for Connor Asks today. Use the hashtag Connor Asks or head to our Twitter handle at ESPN White Sox and answer this question. No points for subtlety here on White Sox Weekly today, so let's make it easy. What is your favorite White Sox versus Cubs memory? We know Pierzynski and Barrett. and We saw the homer yesterday by Brian Goodwin, but maybe you got something a little bit more of a dark horse answer, something that maybe only you remember Want to know what your favorite White Sox versus Cubs memory is? Use the hashtag ConnorAsks. Answer the question. We'll talk about it on the broadcast while Fred and Brian talk about it all morning long on White Sox Weekly here on the ESPN 1000 White Sox Network. Yeah, there are a lot of memories uh, for Sox and Cubs games. I remember sitting in the right field bleachers at, uh, I don't know what it was called back then, uh, the ballpark at 35th and Vec Drive, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was sitting with Jay Hood, and Sammy Sosa hit a homer, I think with the Cubs. Uh, So so he hits a home run uh, late in the contest that ties the game up. I remember A.J. hitting a homer um, at Wrigley Field. Um, The fans at Wrigley never really were were fond of A.J. for various reasons. Heck, there were White Sox fans that weren't all that fond of A.J. There were White Sox players that weren't very fond of A.J., (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah, so if you've got one of those you want to jump on in and talk about it, uh, you can also send it to uh, Connor Asks. And um, but you can also let us know three one two three three two three seven seven six. I I remember it, it, it was Cubs White Sox because it was at thirty fifth and Vec Drive, right? But it was really Cubs. That's where Lou Pinella sent Milton Bradley home, right? Okay. Yeah, didn't he say you know that we could pay the guy thirty million dollars and nothing's ever his fault? And they had this huge blow up, and he said, you know, I'm done with you. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, the emotions ran high, no matter just because of the atmosphere, whether you're in the stands or in the clubhouse. Yeah, the atmosphere is always great when Sox and Cubs get together. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We were talking about Brian Goodwin a little bit earlier, and he's a guy that you know he comes to. He was released by Pittsburgh, and he comes over to the White Sox, and 
let's be honest, nobody knew who Brian Goodwin was. And he's played right field. He's played center field when he's out. Did Will Chase take him to uh, get groceries? I don't think think he did this one, yeah. I don't think he was in the minor leagues with Will. Um, But you look at it. And nobody knew who he was, and they needed some help. And he's he's supplied that help. Uh, he had hits a walk off homer a week or so ago, and then yesterday he steps to the plate again. Not many guys were able to hit a two run leadoff homer, but you can in baseball nowadays when you're leading off the tenth inning and they put a runner at second base. So Brian Goodwin was asked earlier today on one of the Zoom conferences his mindset going up to the plate. Well, I'm just I'm just really uh, you know got thrown that hard. Uh, upper 90s to 100, got thrown that hard. You you really just want to have your foot down um, as early as possible. You want to be in position, you know, to hit the fastball um, with somebody that's fastball reliant, and which he was. But um, also getting your foot down helps you to be able to recognize, you know, breaking balls a little a little bit sooner and, and be able to, you know, be in position to put a good swing on it. And that's that's kind of where I was at, looking for the heater, but uh, reacting to the to the breaking stuff. And and he did. He reacted quite well as he belted one into the stands. And the White Sox eventually winning the contest 8-6 to six in 10 innings. Uh, rounding the bases, he was talking about how he felt then. Man, it's just, I'm, just, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be in the opportunity. I'm blessed to, blessed to be on a good team, a fighting team, a scrappy team. Uh, one that don't give up. Um, just keep fighting and um, being in the position to be able to put, you know, my talent's on display out there, um, no matter really what the situation is. Yeah, and he's done that for the White Sox. Brian Goodwin hitting uh, sixth in the order today, playing right field for the Sox. As uh, we mentioned earlier in the lineup, Cesar Hernandez, who hit eighth yesterday, uh, he is hitting second today right behind Tim Anderson. Uh, still Abreu, Eloy, and then Moncada. And I think Yohan Moncada is one of the guys that he's he's – been such a good player in streaks for the White Sox this year and not so much this year. He's struggled um, numerous times this year. And, Brian, I don't think anybody can really tell if it's any of the uh, leftover remnants of him getting COVID last year. Remember how tough it was last year for him. There, yeah. was, there was a one time where he um, he rounded the bases. He was sitting in the dugout. He was completely out of breath. Um yeah, he talked about how yeah. in, you know how much it impacted him. I mean, how what a struggle helped you know to to a guy who's you know that physical. I mean, you look at him; he's chiseled and everything else, and go through COVID, and right. for him to tell you yeah. that it just took the life out of him. Uh, you wonder. I mean, because you hear these stories that with that long haul is it called? You know, people still not long after the, the yeah. they've recovered, they still have lingering effects that come and go or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And right now he's struggling one for 22 uh, with two runs scored and two walks in his last six games. Uh, he matched the season high with three hits back on July 30th, including hmm. his ninth Homer. He's hit one Homer in his last 15 games, four in his last 19 and four in his last 45 Hmm. Um, hitting just 195 with four homers and seven RBIs his last 22 games. He's a key part of this White Sox lineup. And when you look at him, he's also a guy where he's hit, you know, Tony has slowly but surely dropped him down. Yeah. Hitting three. And, and hitting it would, four, and it would be, a, it would be a big conversation if you were nine and a half up in the division and everything, you know, going the right way for the most part. You don't have, you know, you don't fixate so much on 
guys struggle like that because they get kind of, you know, get lost. Guys are picking them up or yeah. everyone's celebrating the good ones and, and, and Vaughn's of the world. And Sheets and everything else. Yeah. yeah. And, and back, you know, when you look at Goodwin, he had six home runs off last year. He's got seven this year. And what? He's got five in the last 15 games right. and, and 15 in the last uh, 30 games, whatever it is. It's, you know, guys, like you said, he's taking advantage of opportunities and making it tough to to move him, you know, off the roster when guys getting healthy because he's contributing. Yeah, and when you pick up a guy like that, I mean, Rick Hahn, I'm sure, isn't patting himself on the back, but I'm sure there's other people saying, geez, where'd you find this guy? Why do you think he would work? Because he certainly has. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Beecher and Jim. Jim, what's happening today? How you doing, guys? I love your show, man. Thank you. Uh, I want to throw my two cents in about Johan Moncada and uh, uh, get your uh, both your viewpoints on what you think. Uh, to me, this guy is like uh, like sleepwalking through the season. You know, two fifty in two fifty five, nine home runs. Uh, this guy, you know, I, I I'm being a little facetious when I say this. Maybe he's concerned about his next video and how many bikini girls he's going to have in it. This guy, this guy is playing to me a little bit lazy, uh, with that kind of uh, natural ability this guy's got. This is not really acceptable at all. What did he just have on? Over twenty-two. Yeah, over twenty-one. Three? Yeah, yeah, over twenty. I mean, this guy, he needs to, uh, you know, pull his head, uh, pull his head out, you know where, get some <laughs> oxygen, and start playing some ball. Throw away, put away his uh, gold chain. And uh, start playing some ball, Yuan. Start playing some ball. Uh, uh, you guys comment. Jim, appreciate the call. I've said for the last couple of weeks, he looked, at time, he looks in some at-bats disinterested. And I'd love to ask Tony LaRusa or any of the other guys in the White Sox if some of their players are not running as hard to first base after seeing Madrigal and Luis Robert hurt themselves running hard to first base. Because I've seen ground balls where Moncada just takes his time. I've saw Anderson do it. I've seen Abreu do it. Heck, I know the White Sox fans, there's fans that will always say, hey, there's a drop third strike. It went back to the screen. And Abreu sees and just walks back to the dugout. It's like, that's not a good look. When you're struggling, that's not a good look. And not running out of ground ball when you're struggling and going one for 21, that's not a good look for, you know, for the players. Yeah, and I will say, you know, a lot of all-stars wear gold chains. It's, yeah, a lot I, of players I feel, do. I, I, I feel a frustration about when you see a guy who's got a, you know, a passion for music videos, whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of guys in the NBA have are making music. I mean, if you're you're – a star athlete, you think you can be a star in something else because you, you, you know, life's been good to you. I get it, but thirty-four strikeouts in one hundred and eleven at bats in the last thirty games. I mean, it's not only is he not hitting home runs, he's just not hitting. No, right, not hitting at and, all. And 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 when to your point, when a guy's struggling, or an entire lineup in some instance, when 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 there's no offense there, then you start saying, well, wait a minute, he isn't hauling down to first base, you know. Then you question uh, whether, you know, the effort's there, right? right. And, you know, through a 162 season, everyone's going to go through a streak, even 0 for 21, even guys who are accomplished. But when you start saying, now is he just kind of falling into, well, it's just not my season, I'm not going to bust the first base. You know, that that goes back again to, to the manager and the coaching staff, who, or the, or guys like Abreu and Tim right. Anderson. Yeah. who's Who holds them accountable, if in, in fact that's the case, right? Right. 
And if someone's they, got if, to. If they see lack of effort or they believe he's a different guy and not putting out 100% every day, it, it's probably – is it up to a guy on the team to do that? Is it up to La Russa to call him in? Is it both – or is it just simply up to Mankata to be a professional and bring it every day? I, I know for a lot of fans, myself included, it's, it, you, you think, listen, you're playing baseball, you're in the major leagues. The, the, even if you're struggling, the one thing you could always do is hustle. Yep. And and when you see guys not doing that, you start to question it. And because of that, his throws from third base have not been nearly as good as it was before. He's been making great stops, but some of his throws, Jose Abreu, thank goodness he's there at first base because he's been able to he's, save a he bunch. He cleans of it up, yeah. Yeah, he's been save, able to save a bunch. Hey, join the White Sox in honoring Chicago area police and fire departments on Thursday, August 18th for Police and Fire Night. The first 10,000 fans receive a police and fire-themed T-shirt presented by UL. For more than a century, UL has been committed to fire safety. Learn more at ul.com slash fire. To purchase tickets, visit whitesox.com slash promos. Hubner and Hanley here, White Sox Weekly. We're here for another hour, leading you up to the pregame show for the White Sox and the Cubs Game 2 of the Crosstown Series at Wrigley Field. We come right back after this on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Create your ideal backyard with help from Menards. Lumber prices have fallen, so now is a great time to start or complete your project with the largest selection of AC2 pressure-treated lumber. It offers the natural look of wood with added protection for your outdoor projects. All AC2 pressure-treated lumber is 11% off right now at Menards. Good through August 7th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Wouldn't it be nice to save time and money? Well, you can save both with Insure on the Spot. Get your free auto insurance quote in just two minutes. It's never been easier to get affordable, quality coverage. Get the lowest rate, period, with payments as low as $49 a month. Just call Insure on the Spot at 773-202-5060. That's 773-202-5060. Or visit insureonthespot.com. You can't win a game without the right strategy. The same goes for business and cybersecurity. At ReliaQuest, security is a team sport. ReliaQuest combines open XDR technology with security expertise to protect the world's largest companies against threats from ransomware to sophisticated cyber attacks. ReliaQuest is the force multiplier for security operations to reduce complexity, increase visibility, and decrease risks. Learn more at ReliaQuest.com. ReliaQuest makes security possible. Imagine being three months pregnant and finding out you have cancer. I'm Robin, and that was my reality. But I trusted my team at Northwestern Medicine, my oncologist, orthopedic surgeon, and high-risk obstetrician, who collaborated to come up with the safest chemotherapy plan. So I didn't have to choose between my life and my babies. Anchored by Northwestern Memorial Hospital, the number one hospital in Illinois by U.S. News and World Report, Robin's team worked together closely, focusing not only on making Robin better, but on bringing her baby into the world safely. After months of treatments, they performed a C-section, then cancer removal on the same day. Now there are two things we celebrate on Sophia's birthday, her life and mine. Because what makes us better makes you better. Northwestern Medicine. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 
When it comes to tortilla chips, El Ranchero are the best. They are so good that they're served at White Sox home games. You can enjoy El Ranchero chips anywhere. Try their signature salted chips in the green bag, their unsalted or spicy chips, or their new Chipotle and restaurant-style chips. El Ranchero is the perfect dip chip. And you will love their new crunchy and delicious Chorito-style hot rods and zesty rods tortilla sticks. Get them at your nearest store or visit rancherofood.com. That's rancherofood.com. Hey, baseball fans, the city of Countryside has an all-star lineup of places to shop, stay, dine, and play. The Countryside Chamber of Commerce has the bases covered when it comes to showcasing its members, such as Jameson's Charhouse, located in a newly remodeled Holiday Inn at 6201 Joliet Road. Jameson's Charhouse serves the finest black ingot steaks, shops, and fish in the area. Grab your teammates and check out what Countryside has to offer. Visit countrysidechamber.org for more information. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch 94 years ago, to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. So the White Sox and Cubs go at it. They get to meet again near the end of August on the south side of Guaranteed Raid Field. Hubner and Hanley here, White Sox Weekly, for until 1245. And then we go to uh, Jeff Miller's got the pregame show for the Sox and the Cubs. And I'm looking here, and we talked about, someone asked about Larry Garcia, and I didn't realize this either. I'm looking here, and Josh Nelson from the Sox Machine posts how... Luria struggled against right-handed pitching. Um, 226, 316, 317 versus uh, right-handed pitching this year. That's strange because I thought I always thought he was better against right-handed pitching. Yeah, and, and you know, again, it's a question I asked Jesse. Is there enough offense here, whether it's Garcia, Mancata, you know, you're getting Robert back, you know, Eloy's back, hopefully staying health, healthy for the rest of the season. Um it, it, it's without that pitching, it'd be a whole different season we might be talking about, right? Yeah. It, it, do, do they have enough right now? And, you know, even go back, looking at the, how would you grade the Chris Sale trade when you get basically Kopech and Mankata right. uh, for Chris Sale, you know, who was very good for the Red Sox until, you know, he wasn't available to him for a long time. Um yeah, I think most people thought Mankata was the centerpiece of that deal coming back, right, at the time? Yeah. Yeah, and they now said Kop- Kopech was a future, but Mankata was the guy that was going to step up, and he, right. he did for a while. He did for a while, but yeah. now, obviously, the ceiling for Michael Kopech, I mean, people are much more interested in seeing how that plays out, right? Yeah. Or excited about it anyway. Yeah, well, you know the other thing, too, that Boston had? Um, they played Mankata at third. He struggled. I think he played just nine games, struck out a bunch, but they had Rafael Devers in the in the wings, and he's one of the top hitters in baseball right now. And so they had him. They said, "Listen, we can move this guy that was a high, you know, that was one of our top minor league guys because we got this other guy sitting there." And mm-hmm. Devers has taken off like crazy. He's been he's been a tremendous player for Boston, a Boston team that is is battling right now with Tampa 
to um, you know get the top spot in the East. Right now, Boston sixty four and forty seven. They're um, just behind the White Sox. Sox are sixty four and forty six. So Sox have played one less game um, and have one more win. So their percentage points higher. But um, yeah, that East is going to be difficult. Um, you know, Tampa, Boston, the Yankees, and Toronto trying. Uh, trying to hang around and grab a wild card spot, maybe. So that's going to be interesting. And the and the White Sox play all of them. Yep, <laughs> coming up. Yeah, all yep. of them before the season's over. So you know, you make make hay when you can. And I think you know a lot of White Sox fans see going against the Cubs. A let's be honest, a decimated Cubs team, a Cubs team that is been well, that's being. That's being- yeah, gutted. Gut been... Is gutted? Would be gutted be a better one? It's like I'm gutted yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah. So a gutted team. And um, yesterday uh, at the ballpark, uh, Liam Hendricks comes in. He strikes out four guys, and uh, he talked about his first Cubs and Sox game impressions. Uh, it was good. Obviously, it's tough and Wrigley because of like the dugout. The bullpens are in like underneath. So there's not as much exposure to the outside as there will be at our place. But it was a lot of fun coming into that situation. Obviously, the rivalry, obviously, everything that's going on. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love – this is my first time ever fishing Wrigley, so that was a, an experience as well, which is a lot of a lot of fun. And just I'm just happy we're able to pull out a win and, uh, and hopefully we can knock out a couple more before we head on the road. Yeah, I would think that that's got – I would think that's got to suck for bullpen guys. Oh, it's got to. I, I mean, mean, you're not even part of the game. It's like you're no. sitting in an office. Not you know? even. You're, it's like this cave that, you know, yeah. echoes, right? Yeah. Um, it's got to be tough. And I get when they were down the sideline, it was not, you know, first of all, they want premium seats there. That's right. why they really moved it. You know? Right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, you had to have one guy guarding the bullpen because here, you know, some here comes a line drive. You didn't want to take out a, a Liam Hendricks, who, you know, or a catcher who was catching him, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. I get it. But did you also see Scott Merkin tweeted out? That uh, he designed, Hendricks apparently designed the Ponytail Gang uh, T-shirts. Yeah. So I wonder when Brooks Boyer is going to have those as a giveaway night. Well, I'm sure um, they'll be big sellers, too. You can probably yeah. pick them up, I'm sure. Yeah, and, maybe they won't give them away. Maybe Liam want to trademark that. So yeah. get a little few extra bucks in the account. Yeah, Liam will say, well, you can give them away as long as you pay for the shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talk to my guy. Right. Pay my guy for the shirts, and then you can give them away. Yeah. Uh, the other thing Hendricks talked about, which has been really important for this White Sox team, because of all the injuries they have all season long, is new guys stepping up, and you look at it, and it continued again yesterday with Brian Goodwin, and Hendricks talked about it. We don't put expectations on people. Um, we come in, and you could walk through the door, and I've never met you in my life, and I'm going to start making fun of you for something, whether it be a name thing, whether it be a played against you in the past, whether just something along those lines. It takes the, uh, it takes the kind of – illustrious nature of the big leagues out of it as well. Because at the end of the day, we're all people. We're all trying to do our job. We're all trying to get ahead. And them coming in there, realizing that it's not a pipe dream. It's not a situation that is unattainable or anything like that. It's not like where the, the players here are bigger than anything else and you'll never live up. It's making sure that everyone realizes that no matter who they are, no matter where they've come from, the background, whatever it is, we're embracing everybody in here. And we're excited that they're here. It doesn't matter if you're a reliever or a, a backup infielder or whatever it is, we want you here and we're happy you're here and we're going to make sure that we succeed with you. That, you know, the more I hear him talk, the more I like him as a guy, as a human, sure. um, because that's the way I felt forever. I used to work at another job where when the big bosses would come in, 
I'd have a couple guys I worked with, and they would jump up and say, oh, how are you, sir? This, 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 and this. You can have, here, you need a seat and do this. And I would turn around, and I'd wave, and I'd go, hey, what's up? And they'd go, why aren't you, like, more respectable? Reruns, yeah. I said, I, I said, we're all just trying to, we're all working a job. We're, it's just a job. They're no better than anybody else. They may make more money and have a higher position, but they're just people. You know, you treat them nice and, and do that. I love what Hendrick says. Guy walks in the door, you rip them right away. Them. Yeah. 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 And, and that creates the culture in the clubhouse, too, where everyone, you know, like you said, whether you're a backup, a cast off that's contributing. As soon as you walk in, they want to make you feel like you're one of the guys. Right. Yes. So that's great because it's, you know, back in the day, 25 cabs for 25 Oakland A's, you know, <laughs> even though they're a successful yeah. team. And I've, I've covered baseball teams that were out of it in May and no one wanted to beat the ballpark any day. And, you know, that they wouldn't talk to anybody. They, they wouldn't talk among themselves. I right. mean, they, they want to get dressed and get the hell out of there after their latest loss. No one was talking baseball or how they could get better. No. So, you know, that comes with winning that kind of atmosphere that guys can feed off of that and set the tone. Um, but it's terrific to have guys like that. Didn't he, Hendricks and his wife, pretty much immerse himself into the community too early on? Yeah. When, like hosting the fire department, buying them lunch and stuff like that? Yep. Yep. I mean, you don't have to do that. And he did it right away. Yeah. Right? I mean, just want to be part of this thing and God bless him. Well, and that's nice too. I mean, the Sox give him a nice deal, a four-year contract. He says, yeah. good, I'm going to, I'm going to put some of it into the community. I want to become part of the community. And he's, he's been just an absolutely great guy to have not only on the Hill, uh, but also off the hill and out of uh, uniform for the White Sox. Let's take a uh, quick pause, 10 seconds for station identification. Uh, put your socks and sneakers to the test. Join us at Guaranteed Rate Field for the Run Your Socks Off 5K, presented by Guaranteed Rate on Saturday, September 18th. Racers will cross the finish line on field, followed by a post-race party presented by Michelob Ultra on the concourse. A portion of the proceeds benefits White Sox Charities and the Guaranteed Rate Foundation. Learn more at whitesox.com slash run. Sox and the Cubs, they go at it game two of their series at Wrigley Field. Brian, we are talking on the radio, and baseball has been on the radio for quite, quite some time. And uh, it marked a, uh, a momentous occasion earlier this week. We come back, Connor McKnight's going to do a little feature, and it's very, very cool because you think about it, Brian. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up, well, see, when I was a kid growing up, they had transistor radios. They don't make yeah, them me anymore. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'd go to sleep with a transistor radio underneath my Everybody pillow. Everybody did. Yeah. yeah. And listening, and all of a sudden, you'd ask, Mom, Mom, where can I get a battery? We just had a battery yesterday. Yeah, I know, but I left it on all night long, and it's gone. So... Radio and baseball have been a huge, huge thing. This past week was a uh, defining moment, a uh, record-setting moment, basically, for radio and baseball. we come back, we'll have a chance to listen to that. We'll take your calls, 312-332-3776, right here on White Sox Weekly, the ESPN 1000 White Sox Network. At American Sale, you know us for having the largest selection of pools, patio sets, hot tubs, everything for your outdoor fun. But supply chain disruptions have made it difficult to get products. Here's the good news. At American Sale, our warehouse is stocked with inventory, so we can pass along great pricing and fast delivery to you now. So this month, during our clearance event, it's absolutely the best time to buy. So hurry in for best selection. Come see us or visit AmericanSale.com. American Sale, bring the fun home. 
CDW, we get that as an IT professional, your hands are full. Our experts can give you the help you need by custom configuring Apple products like the iPad and Mac, so they're ready to go right out of the box. Your employees get highly secure devices that feel familiar and operate intuitively, and you'll benefit from easy ongoing management that frees up your hands for other projects. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash apple at work. Since 1988, Goose Island Beer Company has been brewing award-winning beers in Chicago, inspired by the city. Beers like our Next Coast IPA, 312 Lemonade Shandy, now White Sox Golden Ale. Our two Chicago locations are great spots if you're thinking about grabbing a few beers to enjoy the game. Goose Island is a proud partner of the Chicago White Sox. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Please drink responsibly. If you're a manufacturer dealing with metal, then you have scrap that needs to be recycled. And if you're not getting paid on time or getting the best price, try the Greenway. Greenway Metal Recycling, Chicagoland's most reliable industrial scrap metal company. With Greenway, you get paid in less than five days. Not five weeks or five months, five days. Contact Greenway Metal Recycling and never worry about getting paid. GreenwayMetalRecycling.com. Improve your scrap metal program. Go green with Greenway. GreenwayMetalRecycling.com. White Sox Weekly Saturdays on ESPN 1000. That's what we're doing right here. Always two hours before the pregame of every Saturday White Sox game as the Sox and Cubs get ready to go at it. It'll be Carlos Rodon against Edbert Alzali. Alzali four and eleven, a four eighty five earned run average. Rodon eight and five with a two forty nine earned run average. And um, before we get to the feature on uh, radio and baseball, I just see looking here. Kyle Hendricks has seventeen quality starts this year. Hmm. That's pretty damn amazing. Seventeen and, quality and, starts. He, he and he had and, his ups and downs early in the year. You know, he did. Yeah, he did. He was getting rocketed and, for and, home runs and things like that. And a guy who obviously is not going to bring it ninety-five to hundred, right? He, he, he pitches. Yeah, yeah. So. it's it's always fun. It's always fun watching pitchers. And um, I can say it. Uh, and I know that we there, we saw some numbers. And uh, Eloy is probably very happy that Brian Onora is not coaching. Um, Umpire. Or umpiring home plate again tonight. Or coaching. He uh, might yeah. not be a good coach either. Probably not. Uh, the number of uh, strikes he called outside the strike zone yesterday is just beyond ridiculous. And um, I've been, you know, banging the drum, again, as you said, not like Houston, but um, <laughs> banging the drum about, you know, the automated strike zone and stuff. What is, what is your opinion of that? Because I know I've heard people say, oh, human, human element. I said, you know what, that's for the players, not for the officials of the game. If you can get the calls right or at least better than they are now, you do it that way. And unfortunately, a lot of broadcasters in baseball seem like they're all saying, oh, the umpires do a great job. This I don't care how good of a job they do. It's not as good as the computer generated as far as I can see right now. But what, I think it was Mark Zander uh, and I were right. we were doing a show a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was in the minor leagues, right? Uh, Tyler Aki could help me out with this. Yeah, and we played the clip. It was a minor league game, and they were using Robo Ump because there was an umpire behind home plate, but he's getting a signal in his ear to call it a strike. Right, right, right. And it was well off the plate, like you know the old Atlanta Braves give him a foot off the outside corner off the plate. And the the broadcaster's in the middle of some mundane story, and he 
He says, well, that's a ball. And he keeps going on. It's taking about two minutes. It's like, well, wait a minute. They called that a strike. And the player, it just drops to his knees. Like, right. you got to be kidding me. So I don't know how the system was flawed that day. Right. But the umpire had to raise the right arm because he got the signal to do so, and he doesn't have any leeway to overrule robo arm. So I, I'd like to know, if what, was that a one-off or, you know, well, obviously the technology isn't perfect, right? I, I would say because there was, yeah, I would say it's probably a one-off because you know that there's people that don't want it. And if it happened again, it would have been out there and we've not yeah, seen it anywhere I mean, else. I, so, but I mean, you know, but here's the umpire who's got to embarrass himself and, and, you know, the, the yeah. batter's just incredulous. Like, you can't be, you know, and he said, hey, you know, I got the beep in my right, ear. That's right. a strike. But think know? think about it. Every single game we see, we see guys, balls outside the strike zone called called strikes. And sure. inside the strike zone called balls. I mean, there was, yeah. you know, Lance Lynn, it was two starts ago, I think. One of the first pitches of the game, he threw, like, waist high over the middle of the plate, and they called it a ball. And he just, like, looks it's like, okay. That makes absolutely no sense. And they just can't – they miss too much. And I know that I, – I think it was – I heard uh, DJ was talking about it with Len Casper last week. And they were talking about how if they brought back the big balloon for the umpires behind the plate, yeah. they could get better yeah. positioning to call some of them. Because right now – and They're hiding you know, and that they don't want to get hit. And I don't blame them. You know, I don't no. want to get hurt. Nobody wants to get hit. But there's, they're protecting themselves, and they're missing, like, the outside part of the plate wherever they line up but, at. But when they had the big overstuff, and, and, you know, kids Google yeah. it, they had the big overstuff, you know, padding that right. they held it on, the, on their forearm and put it underneath their chin. They couldn't see the low strike. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so – I'm su- surprised, Fred, that the umpires union seemingly is on board with the idea of RoboUmp coming to the game. And maybe it's because they've been assured there they won't be a reduction in their numbers. Right. A lot of them, let's be honest, they don't want to work behind the plate because they can get hurt. It's much more strenuous than sitting at third base and, you know, occasionally having to call fair or foul. Or, yeah. You know, well, and that's I, why, yeah, and during, during the time that uh, Len and DJ brought it up, they did say that it's such a tough job that the, the day after they do home plate, they the rotation has them at third base where basically sure. it's a day off. You, right. you you call a couple of foul balls, fair balls, and things like yep. that, and you don't have a whole lot else. Check swing to or do. not, you know, right? Whatever. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Mount Greenwood and Al. Al jumps on White Sox Weekly. Al, what's going on today? Hi guys, how are you? We're doing well. Good here too. I mean, yesterday I almost broke my TV. Almost broke it after watching that game. Al, are you, you, sure you didn't, did you sure you didn't break your phone? It's having a hard time hearing you. Al, bike. I'm out. I'm out riding my bike now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, before before I give you the question, I want to. You made a comment about a transistor radio. That's what I'm listening to you guys out with right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool, Al. And you're on a landline. Three by, three by five inches with two double A's. There anyway, you go. Wow. There you go. <laughs> anyway, how uh, how, how long have you had that? Can you still buy those? Uh, sometimes you get them at Best Buy or online. Yeah, okay. this is old. It's about 12 years old. <laughs> okay, so what's but up, anyway, now? Uh The contact play. I mean, I do understand it, and then I don't. I mean, it drives me nuts when we have a guy on third base, and there's a contact play, and they run, and they're out like by 10 feet. It seems like 90% of the time our guys are out. 
explain the advantages of it or disadvantages. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, and you know what has Al appreciate the call. Good luck bike riding out there. Uh, the wind was blowing. I could I could hear it. That's what the problem was with the transistor and the radio and the phone and everything else. Um, yeah, the contact play happened. My sister called me too. I think it was uh, last week. She goes, "Why is Zach Collins running?" I go, "It was a contact play." She goes, "Yeah, but he could see right away he was going to the third baseman." I see. I know, but if he wants to keep playing. He's got to listen to what they say. That's right. Yeah, you know, and, and so it's on. That's on the coaches, and yep. it is difficult. It, well, it, it's the idea you force a guy to make a play. Right. 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 Because he's going to many times he'll hurry the throw. Right. He's just a guy's sprinting down and he can see him, and he's like, "I got to get this ball to the catcher." Yeah. And you know, sometimes it goes to the backstop, and sometimes you know, I think Tony Larusa maybe is that more. The old National League, Tony Larusa, who get him on, get him over, get him in. Yeah, it may be. It may be. Especially- and for a team that doesn't hit home runs, maybe that's just, you know, he feels he's got a manufacturer offense. Yeah. And how strange is that? A team that did hit home runs in the past, and this year they're not hitting the long ball and still have a nine-and-a-half game lead in the division. We talked Crazy. about it. You're listening to radio right now. Heck, Al was driving around. He's listening to radio, listening to radio on a transistor, radio, whatever it may be. Baseball and radio, a long, long history. Um, and it was actually um, a, a um, milestone earlier this week. Our guy, Connor McKnight, who's doing play-by-play today with DJ, he had a chance to look back at the history of radio and baseball. Let's give it a listen. It's an anniversary of sorts on the broadcast tonight. Not so much for us at the network or the White Sox even. It's an anniversary for radio. On August 5th, 1921, the Pirates played the Phillies at Forbes Field. It was an 8-5 Pirates win. Cy Williams homered for the Phillies. Rabbit Moranville and Possum Witted were the three and four hitters for the Pirates. It was a different game. Get yourself all set for a rip-roaring on that night, 100 years ago, Harold Arlen signed on as the very first baseball play-by-play voice in radio history. Broadcasting shortwave on KDKA in Pittsburgh, Arlen's audience was mostly radio hobbyists, not baseball fans. There were no commercials. And the broadcast was imagined as a one-off, a what-if. Since, baseball on the radio has become a medium through which countless fans have fallen in love with the game. Hey, Gibson is one strike away from the no-hitter. He takes off his cap. He mops his brow. He looks in and gets the side. He starts the windup. Here's the pitch, and it's a strike called. The no-hitter for Gibson. Vin Scully, Red Barber, Mel Allen, Harry Carey, Jack Buck, Harry Callis, Ernie Harwell, these names and more are as much a part of our baseball encyclopedia as Ruth or Robinson. They are going wild in Baltimore, understandably so, as the birds have mobbed Dave Mickley and Hank Bauer and thousands of fans pour out onto the field and hail to the champ. For White Sox fans, Bob Elson, Harry Carey, Joe McConnell, John Rooney, and Ed Farmer have been the voices of summer since White Sox games first went over the airwaves in 1924. Never has that ball been hit any farther. Holy cow! Darren Jackson's been a voice of your summer here on White Sox Radio since 2009. DJ, baseball on the radio is something that a lot of fans have fallen in love with the game during. What's a memory of yours with baseball on the radio? 
Well, you know, I, I watched most of the baseball in my life on TV and listened to the radio only after going to a live Dodgers game where a lot of the times we get in the car saying, this one's over, you know, we're, we're losing by six in the seventh inning. you got to beat the crowds out in L.A. That's what you always did, get there late, leave early, only turn the radio on and hear Vin Scully, Ross Porter, Jerry Doggett all talking about what a comeback that the Dodgers have just made. And I was young. I'd look at my big brother going, I told you we shouldn't have left. Your career, obviously, after playing the game has been a big broadcasting one. Television first, then radio. What's been the instructive force for you as you've made the transition from TV to radio? Well, the instructive force is the fact that I came over to work with Ed Farmer, and there was plenty of information to be shared and had when I got there. One of my favorite things that Ed immediately would share with me is that you're going to talk a lot more on radio than you did in TV. And I said, well, I hope so. And it turned out that that was the case. And since then, it's just one of those things. You know, it's been so much fun to paint the picture in this this style of baseball. Not television, the picture's there. On the radio, simple as that. You, me, Connor, excuse me, Lynn, we all sit up here and we paint the picture. And uh, it's a lot of fun doing that. DJ, appreciate it. Love listening to you. Here's the set, the pitch. He swings and misses the Tigers win the Eastern Division. And they go out to congratulate Willie Hernandez, who's being mobbed. And the police now are ringing the field. Some of the fans are on the field. And all the excitement of the season has broken loose here at Tiger Stadium. Lynn Casper is the voice of the White Sox on the ESPN 1000 White Sox Network. Len, I know baseball on the radio was a huge part of how you fell in love with the game. There's no question. I feel like baseball is different. The other sports feel better on television than they do on radio. They're very linear. Baseball is as nonlinear a sport uh, as it gets. Uh, every ballpark is different, so I feel like every experience in every different ballpark is very different, and the voices who paint those pictures uh, really spoke to me when I was a kid. Who is the most influential to your profession? Ernie Harwell was the person I listened to the most on the radio calling Tiger games when I was a kid, and if uh, anyone had, were to ask me who influenced me more on the air, uh, it would it would be Ernie. There's no question. The one thing about Ernie Harwell that I always appreciated is that you never knew what the score was. He would tell you the score, but his pace, his tone, his energy was always the same. So whether it was a 3-2 game in the top of the ninth or a 13-1 game in the bottom of the sixth, he always treated it like it was the place to be, and I try to be that way on the air. Len, thanks so much. Appreciate the memories. You got it. Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. There will, of course, be more names added to baseball's radio broadcasting encyclopedia. More kinds of voices from more backgrounds with more backstories are here with more on the way. They're needed and they should be welcomed. What ties us all together is a love for the game. Thanks for listening here on the radio. You can't do it any better than that. That was awesome. Um, and and we, I think most baseball fans, probably not the younger ones, 
but the majority of baseball fans grew up listening to baseball on the radio. I know I listened to it so much driving with, around with my dad. We would drive long distances, and he would always say, forget music. He goes, when you listen to a ball game, it keeps you interested. It keeps you involved. You listen to the whole thing, and you're, you're painting the picture while you're driving down the roads. And uh, that worked it worked real well, and that's how, yeah, how I, mean, I fell in love with it. It was, it was a soundtrack of your summer. Yep. Even if you're doing yard work or you're you know, helping your dad around the house, I mean, it was on when you were in the backyard, maybe you were throwing the ball around, you know, base, you know, playing catch or wiffle ball or whatever it was on. It was on in the car, as you said. Um, yeah. I mean, if those of us for, of a certain age that, that influenced you in, in terms of your love for baseball too, because even bad baseball teams had good broadcast teams. Right? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting and fun and, um, I, I love listening to baseball on radio, and that's what a lot of people are doing right now, listening to White Sox baseball on ESPN 1000. Hey, Sox fans, check out the Sox Degrees podcast with Len Casper and Jason Benetti. This week's guest will, this week's episode will feature Paul Lucas from UniWatch. Uh, no topic is off limits. Subscribe and follow on Apple and Spotify. 312-332-3776. Before we're done, we go to the pregame show. We'll give you the starting lineups once again here on White Sox Weekly. Jeff Miller is the pregame show at 1245. Sox and Cubs. Game two of the series at Wrigley Field. We're talking about it right here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Drive like you work here. That is the theme for this. A fatal work zone crash in Williamson County. The flagger and father of two was pronounced dead at the scene. The flagger was killed late Friday evening while doing road work. I doubt an ISP urging drivers to be more aware. More than 4,800 work zone crashes each year. Hitting a worker could result in a fine of up to $25,000 and time in prison. Drivers can learn more at lifeordeathillinois.com. Chicago baseball is finally back in full swing. People are energizing our stadiums at full capacity, returning to work, and enjoying restaurants, hotels, and social gatherings. FinishingChicago.com's contractors can revitalize your space with a fresh change of color, ease concerns with antimicrobial wall coverings, or create something truly unique. FinishingChicago.com's contractors can apply any decorative finish, and they're a great design resource. For a great finish, start with FinishingChicago.com. Proud partner of the White Sox Radio Network. Hey, welcome to Everything Outdoors. Can I help you find anything? Hey, yeah. Can you point us to the camping gear? Sure, aisle two. Snowboarding? Just bought a new Nissan Pathfinder. It's got intelligent 4x4, and we want to hit the backcountry. Aisle 18. And the boats? Are you sure you can do all this? Up to 6,000 pounds towing. We're good to go. Oh, where's the scuba gear? Return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Available intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual for proper use. How many people can say they've had part of their spine removed? Well, me for one. I'm Jeff. And though it sounds impossible, that's what my team at Northwestern Medicine did. I had a rare spinal bone cancer, which brought my neuro-oncologist and neurosurgeon together to create the treatment plan that saved my life. Anchored by Northwestern Memorial Hospital, top-ranked in Illinois for cancer and fifth in the nation for neurosurgery by U.S. News and World Report, Jeff's team took on and treated his one-in-a-million condition. They removed a large section of his spine and the tumor in one piece because spilling just one cell would risk spreading cancer throughout his body. They then rebuilt his spine with a metal frame. I was in surgery for 14 hours. But that's nothing compared to all the time I've gotten 
looking back. Because what makes us better makes you better. Northwestern Medicine. Learn more at nm.org slash better. In baseball, every fan dreams of the five fewer players. The same is true for what you get in a local day out. And one town that's got it all? Countryside. It all starts with historic Route 66, adding great places to shop, even to buy your next car. And we all need to eat. Countryside has a variety in over 50 restaurants, outdoor fun, while Flag Creek Golf Course is a premier nine-hole destination. And why not stay a night in one of their excellent hotels? The city of Countryside provides it all, right off the of I-55 and 294. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Sip into summer with new hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Toyota's national sales event is on, but these offers won't last long. We've got great deals that go the distance on our winning lineup of 2021s, including Camry, Benza, RAV4, and more. Make a fast break in your Toyota dealer today. Right now, get $750 customer cash on a new 2021 Camry, CHR, RAV4, Benza, or Highlander. Toyota, let's go places. Customer cash from Toyota Motor Sales USA Inc. Offers vary by region. See dealer for details and restrictions. Offer ends 9721. Captain J. Hood, 7 to 10 mornings, ESPN 1000. Welcome back. White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. And it's nice to have a nine and a half game lead, Brian. It's um, it's a wonderful thing in baseball. You have the biggest lead in all of baseball, despite the fact being just eight and nine in the second half. And you figure, okay, we're eight and nine. We've gained a game and a half over the Indians during that time. Um, and we're not playing our best ball. So some people can look at it, and I know some of us in the fans, have we've looked at it that way, some of us can look at it as we get the White Sox got to start playing better. They may look at it and say, listen, we're struggling. We're going to get better. And we still have the nine-and-a-half game lead. Well, again, and that speaks to the division as much as anything else. Sure. When you go eight and nine and increase your lead by a game and a half, you know, the math usually doesn't work that way, right? No, not usually. So, so I get it, and I, you know, we had a caller earlier say, you know, what are you worried about? You know, that the Cleveland traded you their second baseman and basically told their fans this season's over, and it is. But I, for months now, I mean, they they've been sitting there with the largest lead of, in any division for a couple months now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they've been in first place for ninety three days, right? Every day since May seventh, right? Sox and have. before it was like a four or five game lead, but yeah. it was. My point is, I st- I'm look, you know, like Rick Hahn, I'm I'm looking at this team as an October team, and what does it look like now? Is this the team that's going to be playing in October, and will that be good enough? I mean, my right. questions are, who who needs to pick it up? You know, can you count on some of these young guys to continue what they've been doing? And it's been terrific to yeah. to have guys step up and step in and, and contribute, and and one great story after another. Or is this, you know, just more of a, a statement that they're in a really bad division and they've really made to take an advantage of that, right? Uh, and they've taken advantage of their home games, too. Yeah, they have. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the White Sox have played well at home. They've 20 of the 52 left, 23 are at home, 29 on the road. 
Um, they play the East in 13 of those games and the Central in 17, the AL West in 13. And um, that includes some, you know, some decent teams also. So we'll see how things go. Here's the uh, lineup for today. Tim Anderson is leading off and playing shortstop. Cesar Hernandez, who hit eighth yesterday, is hitting second in the order at second base. Jose Abreu at first, hitting third. Eloy Jimenez is in left. Yohan Moncada at third. Brian Goodwin, uh, one of the heroes of yesterday's game, is in right field, hitting sixth. Larry Garcia is in center field, despite the fact that Adam Engel had three hits yesterday. Zach Collins behind the plate catching uh, Carlos Rodon, who will be uh, batting because we still do that, I guess, in um, you know interleague play. Um, because, yeah, it's competitive balance and all that stuff, which means nothing every time I hear Rob Manfred say it. Until they get the universal, it must be true. Yeah, until I get, get the, until they get the universal DH, and usually during the week on uh, the Sox pregame shows, we ask you questions, um, you know, your questions, and send them into the uh, broadcast team. But on Saturdays during White Sox Weekly, we have Connor asks, and that's what uh, we do today. Here's a Connor asks. Hey, White Sox fans, time for Connor Asks today. Use the hashtag Connor Asks or head to our Twitter handle at ESPN White Sox and answer this question. No points for subtlety here on White Sox Weekly today, so let's make it easy. What is your favorite White Sox versus Cubs memory? We know Pierzynski and Barrett. and We saw the homer yesterday by Brian Goodwin, but maybe you got something a little bit more of a dark horse answer, something that maybe only you remember Want to know what your favorite White Sox versus Cubs memory is? Use the hashtag ConnorAsks. Answer the question. We'll talk about it on the broadcast while Fred and Brian talk about it all morning long on White Sox Weekly here on the ESPN 1000 White Sox Network. Yeah, and see, the amazing thing about that is I'm sitting here thinking about them, and I think most Sox fans and Cub fans, it's hard to find one favorite because if you're a Cub fan, one of your favorite moments was every time you beat the White Sox. Right. And if you're a right. White Sox fan, your favorite moment was yesterday because you, you won the game. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's like you, there's been so many uh, great ones. As I mentioned, they've they've played the series for quite a while. Sox have a 66 and 63 lead. Um, it's funny because back but in forever, the, forever they were exhibition games. Yeah, I was just count. I was just going to say that yeah. they used to have it was it was the. Uh, Better Boys Foundation or something like that. And they would pack so many people into Comiskey Park, they would actually have people standing on the warning track, and they would have a uh, rope going there around so they get more people in because it was a benefit game and a charity game. And if the ball went past the, you know, into the, uh, onto the warning track, into the crowd, because the people were standing there, it was just like a ground rule double. It's amazing how many people they used to have. And then eventually, with interleague play started and everything else, they started this. And uh, it's a big thing everywhere. I mean, uh, you get the uh, Giants and the A's, the Yankees and the Mets, um, Angels, Dodgers, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, but then you also get some of the, uh, you know, the really exciting series. A series. I think is uh, the Twins play somebody and, uh, you know, the Royals. And you know, there's not like natural rivalries in a lot of the other places. Well, just the two city it- towns. Everyone could envision back in the exhibition days. Yeah, everyone could envision what a red line series would look like if if the two teams were good enough to be in a World Series. Sure, you know, we'd love because at the crosstown classic. A lot of times it wasn't a classic because neither team was very good. Right. Um, there was a point, I believe, when they used to give out a trophy for 
I think it was one series for a while, right? It was just three yeah. games. Uh huh. The BP and they couldn't even the BP couldn't even cup get or something to, like that. Yeah, yeah the, the BP cup, and then they were like, "We're not paying for that." They, there were a couple of years where they didn't have a sponsor. I don't even know where that trophy is. So yeah. I don't know if, if the last team that. But some of the things that I remember, obviously, Ozzy calling. You know, long before Hawk went off on Radio, Ozzy talking about the weightlifting rats. Right. Uh, going, you know, the dugout. You passed weightlifting rats. They've been there forever, and because of how bad the uh, the tunnels to the dugout were, and then you can't park around here, so the McDonald's across the street on Clark Street, you know, put up on their mark on their marquee, uh, you know, free parking for Ozzy Guillen here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the, the one commercial I still get a kick out was uh, Lou and Ozzy on a bicycle built for two, right? <laughs> yeah, promoting the and it, the, and that's the way all the you know the whole thing used to be promoted. Now it's it's the Wintrust Crosstown series, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for uh, the Sox and the Cubs. Game one yesterday, game two today. Hey, bring your family of four to a White Sox game starting at fifty nine dollars with a family four pack. You'll get four tickets, four hot dogs, four drinks. And four chips to select games. For tickets, visit whitesocks.com slash four packs. We come back, we'll talk a little bit more, get you ready for the pregame show, Socks and Cubs, right here on ESPN 1000, the White Sox Network. Wouldn't it be nice to save time and money? Well, you can save both with Insure on the Spot. Get your free auto insurance quote in just two minutes. It's never been easier to get affordable, quality coverage. Get the lowest rate, period, with payments as low as $49 a month. Just call Insure on the Spot at 773-202-5060. That's 773-202-5060. Or visit insureonthespot.com. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch 94 years ago, to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You can't win a game without the right strategy. The same goes for business and cybersecurity. At ReliaQuest, security is a team sport. ReliaQuest combines open XDR technology with security expertise to protect the world's largest companies against threats from ransomware to sophisticated cyber attacks. ReliaQuest is the force multiplier for security operations to reduce complexity, increase visibility, and decrease risks. Learn more at ReliaQuest.com. ReliaQuest makes security possible. When it comes to tortilla chips, El Ranchero are the best. They are so good that they're served at White Sox home games. You can enjoy El Ranchero chips anywhere. Try their signature salted chips in the green bag, their unsalted or spicy chips, or their new Chipotle and restaurant-style chips. El Ranchero is the perfect dip chip. And you will love their new crunchy and delicious Chorito-style hot rods and zesty rods tortilla sticks. Get them at your nearest store or visit rancherofood.com. That's rancherofood.com. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN White Sox. Well, the games always mean a little bit more when there's uh, friendly rivalries. And yesterday, the White Sox and Cubs went at it. White Sox win it 8-6 in 10 innings. Uh, Brian Goodwin stepping up with that two-run homer, and Brian, it's it's funny because that'll be trivia questions from years, you know, years from now, uh, talking about you know who hit the uh, 
which player hit a um, two-run leadoff homer uh, for such a, and there'll be people saying, "What do you mean a two-run leadoff?" Yeah, leader? right. Yeah, They're drunk. Yeah. yeah, that's when they get. That's after they get rid of the uh, the man on second base in the tenth inning, which uh, it appears is going to be gone uh, next year, which is fine with me. Um, oh, no yeah. doubt. And, and when I saw Garrett Crochet come in to pitch in the tenth inning, in the bottom of the tenth yesterday, I was worried because I don't know. You may or may not remember, but Garrett Crochet had a situation this year. The first two times he came in. In the tenth inning, guys were bunting on him. He threw the ball a ball away one time, and things were, and it wasn't working out well for him. <laughs> and yesterday, uh, fortunately, he did give up the 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 home run. Okay, and um, but he got out of it. He gets the win. Or, actually, doesn't get the win, but he gets out. He closed it out, and the Sox win eight to six in ten. Um, but yeah. I, if I'm Tony, I'm saying, ah, you know what, Garrett, we're not going to put you in. But I guess with a four-run lead, it was a little bit easier than with a two-run well, I was, lead. I was actually thinking of you when Bummer came in, too. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, where, where your anxiety level was. No, you're, and having a, you're, you're having a few beers, so maybe you were more relaxed than normal. No, but I know. actually the, the opposite. <laughs> more frustrated. <laughs> because, but you know what he didn't do? He, he did, I, think, I think he did go to a three-ball count, but he got out of it, and he did not walk a guy. And that's... Unfortunately, that's what his problem has been because his pitch is so good that if they don't swing at it a lot of times, it's not in the strike zone. It's funny right. because we were talking, I was talking with some friends of mine the other day, and you said, you know, when you're growing up, you think that in order to get people out, you got to throw strikes. No, you don't. You got to get them to swing at what they think is a strike. And that's what Aaron Bummer does a lot with his pitch because it does drop so much. And um, unfortunately, because of that, when if you take think about it, remember Bruce Souter. I know you do, but oh, man. for years and years, I would just say, don't swing. All, Bruce Souter's pitch would drop out of the strike zone almost all the time. But the beauty of it is, it looks like it, a strike. It, yeah, for, for forty-five feet, it looks uh-huh. like it's going to be hard of the plate, center cut. Yeah, it, and it, then it, his it dropped did. off the table. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the wipeout slider now. Right? It, it looks like it's going to be right there. Right for the meat of the bat. To, and the next thing you know, it's outside the strike zone. But at the time, you had to make that decision. Yeah. You're going for it. Yeah, yeah. That, and there's no doubt. And and um, you watch so much baseball now, and you get two different kind of guys. You got the guys that are blowing the fastball past people, like Liam Hendricks did yesterday, and he was all pumped up about it for every one of the four strikeouts he had. And he came in after Craig Kimbrell had his problems. And and then you get the guys who are throwing like you know like your Hendricks yesterday. Okay, he's not going to blow the ball past people, but he's going to just tickle the strike zone and mm-hmm. get get you to swing just enough. And again, seventeen quality starts for the Cubs pitcher right now, so doing a very very good job for himself. And you know now he is going to be the guy that they're going to build around apparently as uh, they go forward on the north side. But the White Sox have concerns of their own. Because Carlos Rodon goes out there, and as we mentioned earlier, Rodon has struggled a little bit, has not made it past the fourth inning in either of his last two starts. 0-2 with a 6.75 earned run average. Um, opponents 12 or 35 against him. So we'll see what a uh, an eight you know an eight game rest or you know eight days off between starts does for him today as he takes the, the hill against the Cubs lineup, which you know he may not know any of these guys. Well, that's you have to ask yourself. How important is this for his confidence? And yet, can you be gain confidence against this lineup? If you struggle, even for an inning or two against this, you know, who's that and, you know, who's he and 
the you know nobody knows bat and forth right if if then that's three outings but one against basically a minor league team where's where does that confidence go for Rodon and conversely if you go out there and dominate well you should can you really get a reading on how the eight days helped or not I mean only he will be able to tell you physically if he needed the extra rest uh, if he needed to clear his mind you know because you know for anyone even right. for pitchers 162 is a long way to go but um, you would hope to see Carlos Rodon go out there and be the guy who's one and two in pretty much every ERA and strikeouts and everything else yeah. um, but if he does that can you really gauge where he's at because it was against this Cubs team? And if they stay on the right rotation, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that Rodon will be on on track to start the Field of Dreams game because you've got one more game against the Cubs tomorrow night, and that's Dylan Cease. Then you have three games against Minnesota and then the Field of Dreams game. So that would be, you know, you have four games in between. There's five starters unless they decide to, in one of those Minnesota games, pitch somebody else. I'm actually looking here. I do actually have the rotations. They have Monday against the Twins. They have Lucas Giolito, Keuchel on Tuesday, Wednesday, Lance Lynn. So it, it pairs up that it'll be uh, Carlos Rodon going against the Yankees. So right. the Cubs, a nice little tune-up before you get to face, um, you know, um, all the all the guys, Aaron Judge, uh, LeMahieu, and also you can't forget about Anthony Rizzo. Nobody can forget about Anthony Rizzo, right? No, and I might, yeah, uh, you know, I might be the first one on sports talk radio to quote Neil Sadaka breaking up is hard to do. (laughs) You might be, you might be. Because he said it's like a bad breakup, right? Right. You know, the other one says I'm I'm okay, but not doesn't sound like you're okay. No, it doesn't. So White Sox trying to get on a roll as they got, they go to Minnesota after the series. But first you got two more games with the Cubs at Bear Alzali going for the North Siders. Carlos Rodon for the White Sox, game number 111 on the season. 52 games remaining this season. The White Sox still know they do have some tough opponents coming up. Um, and it won't be until the, until the Yankees, you would think. Because when you see the Cubs right now, who are eight game, no seven games under five hundred, then you take on Minnesota with a 47-63 and 63 record. But those, those damn twins, they always find a way to make, it, make like life difficult on you. Kind of like the Royals have done this year. The Royals have made it difficult, especially taking five out of seven. And um, no matter how you feel about a nine-and-a-half game lead, I can't imagine anybody in that White Sox locker room after the game on Thursday felt good about losing five out of seven in two weeks to the Kansas City Royals. Brian, thanks as always. And uh, fun chatting with you. We'll see what happens. Sox and Cubs at uh, the friendly confines. First pitch at 120. And um, we'll see how Carlos Rodon does against Adbear. Alzali. Stick around. White Sox pregame show coming up with Jeff Miller right here. Thanks for listening to White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000 and the White Sox Network.